This is The 20 with DJ Spider, presented by BeatSource. Welcome to The 20 Podcast, bringing you interviews with the best DJs, producers, and music industry professionals from around the globe. I'm your host, DJ Spider. That's right. This podcast is brought to you by BeatSource. Shout to the whole family at BeatSource and DJ City. Thank you, guys. BeatSource is the new digital music service for open format DJs. If you did not know that, and if you have not been on BeatSource.com, go get on there. Peep BeatSource link and all the amazing things that they're constantly updating and adding on there. We got playlists for every occasion. It is super dope. So go peep BeatSource.com and... uh, you will not be disappointed. And yo, thank you to everybody who's been listening, all my beat sorcerers, the whole audience that's been with us. You guys, it keeps growing. I really appreciate it. All the messages you send me and all the support. Thank you guys. Hit me at DJ Spider on Instagram.com and uh, I would love to connect with you guys. Also, my my Twitch is starting to crack off. I'm going to be streaming on there, twitch.tv slash DJ Spider TV. So get on there. DJ Spider TV is the thing on Twitch for me. Go peep it. I'll be DJing on there a bunch. Um, and now I want to get into our guest that we've got today. We have got somebody that cannot and will not be put into a box of a certain type of DJ. No genres, okay? As my man DJ Spinall said, he's a fearless DJ, this guy. Okay, you could call him open format, but this dude's beyond that. He's dope. He, I've heard him play super eclectic sets uh, with all kinds of music, all kinds of genres, but he still keeps it really smart, cohesive, and fun. It's not just some random mumbo-jumbo of shit. He's super dope. He's the definition of a hustler. He's somebody who isn't afraid to speak his mind and put in all the extra work that it takes to make shit happen. He's rocked some of the biggest and best spots in Miami and beyond, all over the place. Uh, he was in the Air Force. He's got a podcast you need to peep. He works with DJ City. He's doing stuff with Pitbull's Globalization Radio on Sirius XM. He's super well-connected and well-respected in the Miami DJ scene. And on this episode, he gives us all types of gems. He gives us like so much, a ton of valuable insights that I think everybody will find useful. Um, new and old DJs and everybody listening. Um, so... I think you guys should peep it. Also, he does not understand why anybody would want to use the three-fourths echo setting on the S9 mixer, which has become a huge talk in the DJ community. (laughs) So, yo, please give it up for my dude, DJ Kaz. Killer Kaz, let's go. Yo, 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 what's happening, DJ Kaz, on the 20 Podcast? What is going on? How are you, man? good. Live from Miami, 305, brother. That's right. All the way connecting from L.A. to Miami, Florida. What is going on out there? I've heard, I was saying earlier, like, we're recording this uh, second week of July, and shit is constantly changing because of covid and everything right. but um i saw florida and miami specifically is like shutting back down you guys were open now you're kind of closing back down what's the deal? so actually florida first of all i have to make the miami is not part of florida yes you're, like, you're not florida man yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's no floor there's no a florida man here uh, miami <laughs> miami obviously is is a different world but Florida had opened to phase two and Miami was still in phase one. 
But oh. in Miami, because because Miami is Miami, and like there's a DJ in every restaurant, and there's a DJ. Yep. In, in every, I mean, you remember I took you to eat here, and then there was a DJ at the yeah. sushi spot. You know, like it's it's normal. Oh, it was so, the best. Yeah, we I was out there in December, I think, and right. uh, I mean. First of all, I had the best time ever. Thank you. You took me around. You really like I've been to Miami a ton, but you showed me so much stuff I had not seen and like just from such a different perspective and you know, it was the best. I'll, I'll go over it later, but I had so much fun, dude, just Thank being you. downtown and all you took me to so many spots, so many different DJs and music and and types of food and like you said, yeah, we'd go to like a tiny restaurant and there would be a DJ doing his right. thing, playing dope shit, really setting the yeah. mood. You felt like you were in Miami. So I know same LA too is behind the rest of California, but so right. so sorry to interrupt. What, what's no, happening? No, so so I was already working at some spots, and it was like you know the 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 bougie little brunch spots or like the trendy yeah. brunch spots, and so they they can be you know selective and have the right people and and table service, you know. Um, but other venues, you know, couldn't couldn't make couldn't resist the temptation of being in those environments and they ended up closing everything and it looks like it it looks like it's going to be for for a while now you know so let's right if it it helps you know at this moment in time you know nobody knows what else to what what, where to go what to do so i guess you know (laughs) i know i know well that's been this this whole thing dude and not like i don't know anything i'm not a doctor but Right. You know, people are like you got to open the economy, save the jobs, close the economy because it's going to be closed longer. And you know, it, all of this is happening. You see it happening in Vegas right now too. They were like, open the casinos, and right. then people are like, we're not going to wear masks. And I think unless there's really hard rules, people are not going to yeah. listen to it because people aren't even going to listen to the rules anyway. Right. You, you you can't give people like an inch because they'll take a mile. You know, like yes. And it's it's humanity, and it's like obviously you know we've been there, we've done it as kids maybe, and you know now we're a little bit older, but right, you can't give people that much leeway, and that you can't let them, you know, you can feed feed the horse to water, you know, like they say, but yeah, it is what it is, and 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 I don't know, it's frustrating for me. Like I I feel bad for businesses that open back up, started back up, got their inventory, and you know now they're sitting on 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 food that's gonna go to waste or yeah you know, investments that they made because things were opening back up, you know, might, might not happen or whatever, but you know, I just wish everybody the best on, on that side. So. I know it's crazy. Cause everyone's going through so much like us as DJs, obviously we're going through, you know, one of the worst times DJs have had to deal with, but yeah. then every industry, the more you delve into it, you're like, damn, like just everything. I mean, everything's getting hit yeah. hard in ways that you would not know. You know what I mean? And, um, I think, you know, even the venues, like people are like, well, I can't work. It's like the venue can't make money either. Like you're saying, yeah. you know, and, and they're having to deal with to employees pay and pay rent, have employees, right. have food, they buy inventory, all that. So it's hard for everybody. And I mean, you know, I think from what we're seeing around the world, probably the best plan is to fully close up, wear well, the masks, let yeah. everything get under control and then go back into it, you know, when things are under control. But who knows if that even would work? Right. I don't know. Everyone's exactly. trying it out. Um, but I would not, I, d- I definitely would not have thought by July 4th weekend and right now, right. we would be like still on Zoom podcasts. and <laughs> Right. Like, like, like I'm going to be honest. Like, I mean, 
me, I've had this conversation with a few people recently. Yeah. And when it started and like you realized it was serious, I was like, all right, it's going to be a month. I yeah. always thought like a month at first. It was like, oh, it's yeah. a month. You know? And that felt like a long time. <laughs> and the first month, it was like those days. And then you're just like, fuck. And then you kind of realize you're like, all right, this is going to go on for a little bit longer. And in my head, to me, it was like 4th of July. I was like, yo, 4th of July, like, yeah, we open back up, we do all this shit. And l- listen to this. One of my friends had this idea, which is genius. Um, and he's like, yeah, look, if places open for 4th of July, he's like, if I own the venue for 4th of July, this is what I would do. I would make it a big weekend thing. And Thursday, you do St. Patty's Day. You celebrate St. Patty's Day. Because that's, like, we didn't celebrate St. Patty's Day. So <laughs> it's like, that weekend right before, St. Patty's Day, that Thursday. Friday, you do Cinco de Mayo. And then Saturday, you would do like 4th of July that, that landed on a Saturday. Yeah. That would have been insane. You know, people would have fucking got alcohol poisoning like crazy and shit. You know, but <laughs> I know. I mean, nothing, nothing happened. So now I guess maybe Labor Day might be like the next marker, I guess. I don't know. Maybe they can like have like everybody checks in on wednesday and gets tested and then if you're not <laughs> positive friday right. <laughs> you have to leave or no right. if you're if you're negative you stay and then if you're positive you kicked out <laughs> and then it's the covid free party all weekend pretty much i, mean, I don't know it's crazy I, right now i'm sure i'm sure there's people that are doing stuff like that like yeah I mean, i've heard of people that are like insanely uh like my boy was telling me that his aunt you know like makes people that come into the house like wash your hands in like another sink and like extreme stuff like that and i'm like yo like i guess i mean i don't know like yeah, I, mean, I, I don't everyone's know everyone's treating it differently obviously you know i mean yeah i, I we're you know i got a wife and kid we're yeah. and my, i don't want my parents to get it you know i don't want right. her mom so we're super careful too but every it's just nuts dude and, and just as djs it's like it's changing the game, but I think there's there's obviously horrible things, but there's some silver lining to it. Um, I think um, just the break that everybody's getting, but the the push into the digital world of the streaming that I yeah. don't think I don't think that would have been embraced for another few years if right. uh, it wasn't for this kind of all going down, um, you know. But uh, and also I would think that Miami nightlife would sort of be able to come back before some other places because you know even in december you guys have clubs where it's 90 percent of the club is outside you know but i guess it's not uh right yeah not working and i think i think that was that was the main thing that i mean i think we all thought you know there's a lot of venues um that are outside that have the space and have everything but you know some did open like, like there's a new venue that had been recently opened, kind of the same thing, food and everything and seated and they opened, but it, it's, it was just so weird with the news and like Miami not knowing that what phase we're in because Florida is in this phase and Tampa right. is doing this and like there was just a huge miscommunication and then um, there was an Instagram page. This is how Miami Miami is. <laughs> um, there was this Instagram page called COVID underscore 305. And it wow. was a, and it was a snitch page. It was like people oh. reposting um, stories from you know so like this venue's open and it's like it looks like it's you know six months ago. Yeah. And and they were tagging the venues, so people were like, so and so is doing this, and so and so is doing that, and like, and 
it, 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 it stopped people from going out and it actually hurt a lot of businesses that were doing the right thing and we're following the guidelines that we're doing everything. Right. But this site got like 12,000 followers in, in a week, you know, and yeah. it's people just sharing and this and that and people getting tagged and, and it towards the end, the guy ended up erasing it because I'm sure he got like death threats and crazy shit. But um, towards the end, they were like, oh, you know, we're going to focus, you know, venues that are open, that are following guidelines. But like the damage is done. Like these people were like out exposing we understand the point that's getting across, but it, it just, it, it came in like such a hurtful way and like, like fuck this business, you know, like, right. Like, like it can be addressed in a better way, you know? And then but some venues did close that were not following guidelines. And then it, it just seemed kind of, it kind of changed the mood. Cause in Miami, it's crazy that there's a lot of, of Instagram pages that people just follow. And it's like, like there's only in date, and it has 500,000 followers and it's literally like the news. Like, like, I mean, all the shit I talk on, on Twitter, like if I repost something and I tag them and they repost it, I have like five of my friends and non-industry people be like, yo, they just reposted your shit, you know, like, okay. and I'm like, yeah, okay. But it's like that site. That, so people are so locked in with these like Lifestyle Miami page, only in date page, like, so they follow everything and, and they saw that, oh, the mayor said this is close, so people just wouldn't go out. So it, it really, and I think a lot of venues, like like the owner of Wood, I know that he felt, like a lot of the owners, just, they didn't want to end up on that page. Like one of my friends was DJing the place that I play at and he was just filming like normal, you know, guideline thing and the manager's like, yo man, like just don't upload it because we don't want it to be taken in the wrong way, even though the venue was following guidelines. Right. Because people, People were so like, oh, like if they're posting this, it's bad and this and that. So it really backfired and, and, and it sucked. It really sucked for a lot of businesses. Like um, at that same venue, I, I, I was doing their brunch and, and mind you, like it'd be 40, 50 people there, everybody in their own thing. And, um, um, and it just ended up, they ended up closing because they closed even before they were supposed to, you know, the curfew and everything because it was just so slow and people just they don't want to come out because right. of that because of being exposed more than anything which is crazy yeah like like they're more they're they're more afraid of being exposed than the actual virus oh they're more uh, <laughs> they're more afraid of being exposed as like someone who went out or is doing something on social that, media yeah. yeah 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 which is kind of cool i mean it, I, it's cool for people that were not doing shit but you know at the same time businesses that are running a right business are, are getting very affected by it. So I know. But, yeah. It's hard on all fronts. I know. And everyone's very quick yeah. to like point each other out and judge people on social media right now. I mean, always, but right now it's real crazy. So right. I know that, uh, yeah, that that's nuts. Well, hopefully things, you know, hopefully like this second, somewhat second lockdown Close. leads, uh, into all yeah. of us being able to work again sometime. Sometimes. I'm down. Like, I mean, I, I tell people like I you know I talk my shit and I say this, but if if I'm gonna lock down, I'll lock down. Like I did it, you know, the first two months. I I went literally two blocks from my house to the store every day in the morning or to run, and that was it. I come home and I and I don't mind doing that if, if I, I have to, but everybody else must be on the same page, you know. Well, that's the problem. Every, no one's on the same page, but hopefully they will be on this one. But same, I'm like yeah. I just spent three months inside, like. 
what the hell <laughs> let's let's get back to work you know like um but been working on on stuff online though um what um so as far as um you know past past all the covid stuff um like i know you've been doing your thing in miami for a long time um like you know you're very experienced but at the same time I feel like you speak for like a younger generation of DJs in a way, probably just because I'm right. so old. But <laughs> um, well, you know, I come from like it's a. I, I always I'm very technical and I very like gritted about things and you know like you know you to me you're you know you're somebody I grew up watching. You, you come from the AM era, you know, and it's like yeah, you could kind of classify. I guess like it's like the AM era, and then there was like. Um, Y'all, I mean, people are going to laugh when I say this. Like, I guess like the scam, since there's people love to bring me up and scam after the tweet. <laughs> but like the scam, touring, uh, I mean, though no, I see it from like AM to like that era to like the, the touring guys, that's when like conflict kind of, you know, got into that circle and everything else. Right. And then after that, you have like what I call like the three-star guys, I guess, you know, like yeah. you know, the... the the generation that that four colors had kind of birth and you know that was like that page turning and whatever and then you have um when i consider i know and i always use him as a reference shout out to matsu um like the matsu generation i call them the matsu generation because it's like guys that might have not started on turntables might have started on the controller might have started on turntables during the trend of becoming a DJ, you know, like 10 years ago when that was cool and that was like the trend. And then there's a lot of those guys that took it serious and are still doing it. And, you know, they found their niche and kind of like maneuvered their way around. Yeah. So I'm like in between both of them because I moved to Miami. I moved back to Miami when I was, when that era was starting, but I came from experience from living in Texas. So it's like, I got here when, everyone was a dj and it was like pretty right right before the the edm bubble was like really peaking and but i had knowledge you know i had experience on how to dj i had been DJing for uh, like seven eight years and i kind of i kind of learned uh a lot i learned the basics in san antonio so when i moved to miami i had you know like when that opportunity came up and, and i was able to open i knew how to open i wasn't yeah. a young guy just you know, burning, you know, playing whatever. And, and I've always been, my thing is this, I've always been the fly in the wall. I was a fly in the wall for the longest and I learned a lot. And I got to a point that I got fucked over and I was like, yo, no, like, this is not cool. And like, this is not like, I've worked too hard to be treated this way, to be in this situation, to be dealing with these people. So no, like, like fuck off. And I, I mean, I can tell you exactly when that happened. Um, I had a, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll say everything. Cause it's, yeah, please. And you're, um, you're referring to, uh, when you got to Miami or back in San after. Antonio? No, no, this oh. is after, this is after, this is probably seven years. Sorry. I like skip everywhere. This no, is it's like all se- good. just seven. to lay out the timeline. You were in San Antonio. You, you basically yeah. came up there and learned to DJ so, in San Antonio. I, 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 I always start like this. I grew up in Nicaragua. I went to high school in Nicaragua, but uh, growing up, my parents were separated. I lived with my mom in Nicaragua and my dad lived here in Miami. 
so okay. I, I would spend Christmas, summers, um, any kind of holiday with my dad. And my dad was like the cool dad. So like he would leave us at Specs Music and, you know, like leave us at the the music at the mall and we do whatever and I go skating and everything. And yeah. I'd always go to Specs, which is like the music spot, you know, here. And that was the music spot. And I've always been into music. So when I graduated, I joined, uh, since I was born here in Miami, I joined the U.S. Air Force. And I lived in Miami for a while before I joined. And that's when I bought my first turntables. Um, I had a bunch of records from the guy that I bought them from. And I had already started buying records. And uh, when I joined the military, it was a hobby for the longest. And um, around 2006 is when I kind of like took it serious. And I was like, you know what? I've been doing this for a few years and it's cool. So like what I can do what these guys are doing in the clubs, you know, like, so I started hanging out. I already knew a few DJs, and one of them was like, yo, man, like, like you can actually DJ. Like, just come out with me, and I'll show you how to, how to, how to play in a club. Like, so yeah. I shadowed him for a while, and I learned how to open and close. And, you know, it was, we've all been in that position, and I'm guilty of it. When you're DJing, and, you know, you're doing your shit, you're, on, you're, you're on top of the world, and you're partying. But then you have like the little homie that wants to come up. So you'll just be like, yo, man, come on. You know, like, hey, just jump on for me. Or, you know, yeah. you let him rock for a little yeah, bit. Yeah, of course. So he would do that to me. And I'd be like, yo, I'm fucking ready. Like, let's do this. And, and yeah. he would go, he would go like Mac on Girls and do this. And I'm like rocking. And I'm like, you know, playing for free. Like, I'm drinking his tab and everything. And so I did that. And like, I was doing that. And I learned a lot. I learned how to like open and close. And I learned how to hit certain records and how to transition and how to like kind of take the crowd like places you know yeah and this is prime mashup days so like if you had that mashup that you got off of crooklyn like you were cooking you know you were that man so um so yeah i I did that but i capped i felt like i capped in the market you know if, if i had been djing for about four or five years and clubs for two three of them total like seven eight years you know like i was like yo like i i don't know where else i can go if i've been doing this for two years and this like where what else can i do here you know i wasn't satisfied and i would always come to miami and and go to mansion and go see Irie and go see a mauricio and 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 and, and you know joe and all these other guys Jomas and conflict and all these other guys that were doing their shit and i was like yo you know let me move over here i was out of the military so um i moved over here to come I was going to school and I just, I just wanted to change. So when I got up to Miami, I came and I was like, yo, like I'm the fucking man. Like I'm from Texas, this shit, blah, 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 blah. And then like first night I go out, I hear conflict, like crush it. And I'm like, man, I suck. I'm like, <laughs> I fucking suck. Actually, I heard rock the con. I remember hearing rock the con. That was like one of the first nights he was still on scam. And like, I just heard him like do like a, a nineties, two thousands routine. Like, mind you like prime edm days and i'm like fuck i'm like all right i'm like i guess i need to really step on my shit and when i moved to miami um i was going out every night i i i every night i was out putting everything on a card and just seeing just connecting with people seeing how everybody worked and absorbing because i was used to playing 10 to 2 11 to 2 right and these, and these guys i hear doing 11 to 5 you know and and and, and even though prime time is considered one to three, you're hitting numbers from 12 to like three thirty. you know, like, 
bangers, 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 bangers. I know. I learned that actually, uh, well, a bunch of different ways, but you mentioned conflict. And I remember one of the first times I heard him too was in Miami. I think it was at Opium or whatever it was. And uh, I think I got booked to DJ there in one of the rooms and he was the other DJ and he played before me. Then I played and I remember hearing him before me and being like, damn, this guy's really good. Like, (laughs) you know, like just on different levels from the scratching to what he was just the the precision to the tracks he knew to drop at the right times to either you know he just had it all going on then i knew but i was like all right i'm confident too i'm gonna do my thing and then i remember like i was killing it for like a good couple hours and then they're like yeah there's like a hundred more hours of the night like you know it was like there was no end of the night it was the same thing and so i'm like yo i'm gonna keep and then so I kept going, kept going. And then I remember he came over and he goes, yo, uh, he said, I wish I could remember the exact thing. I don't know if he does, but he said something to the effect of like, uh, you know, you killed it earlier, but you're kind of like slipping off, you know, falling off right now. Like you should probably let me get back on. And, you know, I, I didn't take it personally. Like I was like, this dude's right. I remember he got uh, back on and I watched him do the rest of the night. Like, like you're saying from three to five or some crazy shit where uh, I'm like, damn, this fool has it all dialed in and knows exactly what to do. And that was such a lesson about that. And I remember same thing with Mr. Mauricio, Irie, seeing those guys, the way they worked, the way they could go till the sun came up playing, you know, and then salsa like latin music yeah, and getting on the mic and it was just a different world seeing miami yeah and then personally. even back then and even back then it was it was more aggressive because like when i got out here it yeah. was i i caught the end of the night of the south beach era i caught the end um and like when i moved out here that was like one of my goals it was like yo i'm gonna play a mansion like i remember i used to come out here fly out here and play here like and i'm gonna play here like i'm gonna do this like that yeah. was like my what I call like a mid mid level midterm goal that I was like, yo, I'm gonna do it. And I remember going to see him and it was it was just insane. Like it just it was like absurd just to like how perfect his sets were in the sense of like of start to finish of opening into this, into like indie, into dance, and then into like the Latin dance, like yeah. like one twenty eight songs that that go in then he would go into like Brazilian into like pop shit and he he just knew how to hit every single person in that room, you know. Right. So I I learned a lot from him, and then um, I linked with DJ Zaya, and he had a you know, and he's he's younger than me. He's he's so he's part of like a little bit older than like that Matsu generation, you know. And and he had been grinding, and everybody that he had been with, everybody on the team had been grinding and and doing their stuff. They did all ages. That was like what was hot back in the day, and you know, right. they grew with their crowd. So I was a little bit older. And I linked with with, with Zaya and, and the whole uh, Rockwell family now, and um, we just started to to hustle. Like you know, we 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 actually did a battle. Me and Zaya did a battle, like super scammy promoter battle, where like it's like eight weeks and you got to bring your people and this and that. But we were hungry, you know. Like at the time, that's 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 how we like you know you did what you had to do, you know. Yeah, um, of course. So he won the battle, and I got second place. Nice. Yeah. So after that, I was like, damn, like I, it took a toll on me. And I was like, man, like I slipped because the battle was opening. The battle was like, you have to play, um, 
it was the first two hours. I think it was 11 to 12 and then 12 to one. And I did 11 to 12 and like, uh, 11, it was packed. So like 30, 40 minutes into my set, I'm like blowing my load. I'm like, what the fuck do I play? You know, I'm like, shit. Yeah. I still like an hour and I'm already playing up tempo shit. And I remember like, yo man, I'm fucked. I'm fucked. Like, I'm like, cause I had just, you know, I planned for like an hour ish, but that's why I always say whenever you plan, you plan like three times the time, like it's no so matter true. what, no matter. And that time I, I slipped, you know, and that's like one of, that's one of my fails that I learned from. And I'm always like, you know, any opportunity that I have, if they told me, yo, an hour of this, three hours of that, I'm, you know, five hours deep, you know, or like, yeah. You know, Wait, and, that was that at mansion, the battle you're saying that was at Louie actually. Oh, okay. Yeah. But it was part of, it was part of the opium group. That's when mansion set, and Louis was all owned by them. So after that, after that battle, um, me and Zayek kept in contact, and then we—that's how we connected with conflict, like really good. And oh, we we ended up being, you know, we were there for anything. We like we shadowed conflict every single night. We went out with him. He told us to beat the club at ten forty. We'd be there at ten thirty, you know. Yeah. And, and we walk in with him, and sometimes he'd be like, "Bring your bag, bring my bag, clothes open, whatever." And uh, we did that for a few years and connected in the right places and got our names in and whatnot. Um, but this was, it was a weird time in, 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 in South Beach because Liv was already popping. Liv was already like the monster that it is. And they had Wednesdays and Fridays are like the more open format nights. Mm-hmm. And Mansion said Louis was closing. Mansion has, they had this thing with like, they lived off of the 2000s fame, like, their exclusivity and the rope of like, you know, being so exclusive, but yo, that was 10 years ago, you know, like it's not the same, like people go to live for that now. Like, right. So their kind of mentality was, was irreplaceable no matter what, like the DJ is replaceable. The bottle service is replaceable. If you don't want to be here to them, there's a million people waiting outside to get in here, you know? And it's, it's a mentality that like, it's, it's a double edged sword because it, it can make or break you. You know, I realized, yo, like, fuck, I gotta be on my, I got to know how to do my shit. If not, this guy's going to come in here and, and yell at me for some shit. But then when you grow older, you're just like, yo, like I'm way better than this. You know, like, right. like the, the name of this venue, the name of this promoter, the name of this, whoever it is, doesn't mean shit, you know? And, and so what happened to me was when I was at Mokai uh, opening and closing and, mm-hmm. and we had booked cool. Cool was in there uh, as a, as a guest. And who comes in, he does this thing. And then uh, right off the rip, manager is like, what's he doing? I'm like, he's playing. They're like, oh, tell him to, to, to pick it up and do this. And I'm like, well, he's getting to that. And they're like, no, well, you, uh, you get back on. And I'm like, well, let him play for like at least. I mean, I'm telling the guy, like, yo, let him play for 10 minutes. Like, and <laughs> that's, the, well, that's some very Miami. That's a very Miami, New York, Vegas, LA type of situation. Like, like the manager with his phone, like, yes. like here, and you see the chats like blowing up, and he's like telling you all this, and and I think I've and, been on all sides of that situation too, from so, the guy being pulled to them telling me to pull the person. To, I've done. I mean, yeah, exactly. I've been, I've been pulled. So what happened was that I'm like, bro, look, I'm like, it's not you, obviously, like just the management and this and this and that. How long had he been DJing at that point? Probably like thirty minutes. Okay, and and he was he was doing it right like he was, of he was rocking the room you know yeah no i know i'm sure and, he's dope and, shout to ku of course yeah 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 he's 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 the man so um i get on 
And I'm like, all right. In my head, I'm like, yo, like I had already played. I mean, I had been opening and closing and I would, I would headline at mansion like for like spring break and little things and, and, and here and there. I had done my shit, but I had never really played main rooms in this room. Yeah. Main hours in this room. So I'm like, yo, this is it. I get on. I'm like, I'm doing the routines and like the shit that I know that management wants. And then I don't know where one of my boys shows up and he's like, yo, what's up, man? And I'm, and I'm rocking. I'm fucking killing it. And I'm like, what's up? And he's like, uh, he's like, are you opening or? And I'm like, well, I'm supposed to. He's like, oh, well, they just called me in. And this guy was like, he worked at another venue, but he, he wasn't really the resident there. But I'm like, in my head, I'm like, yo, I've been working with these people in this venue for like two years and you won't let me close, but you're going to hit up a DJ that is pretty much banned from playing here or, or, or frowned upon or whatever that the, man, the owner doesn't want him. But right. now you want him because of this and this and this and this politics. So I was like, yo, that night I was like, yo, fuck this shit. I left and, and, and I, I left and I was just like, yo, like I'm over this. Like, like I was already, I already had, I already been at Wood for a few years and I was already moving in other places. But you know how it is. Like we, we, we do, we play at certain venues and we work, we have certain relationships with certain people for, for certain things and whatever. And yeah. that was, that was when I was still doing the beach and I was a run for, for the touring stuff and traveling shit. And, and, but I, we, we, everybody knew that that was out and it was like the last threat. Like that was like the last drop for me. And I was like, yo, like I make more money like in Wynwood. I get treated better in Wynwood. I do this. Like I do what I want. Nobody's hovering over me. And I had already been building my brand and my name and people knew me and you know, the edits and this and that. And, I was like, why am I here slaving for, for, to be known as a so-and-so resident, you know, like, yeah, that's, that was, that was a big turn up. Like when I turned the page on, on, on a lot of things. So, right. Turn the page of kind of, you know, what setting the goals of like, I want to be the South beach DJ, but then realizing like not everything has to be yeah. this, or, you know, m- maybe my vision wasn't exactly clear at the time, but it's also, it's also um, something that I like speak of a lot now is just adapting like that mentality of South beach of that bottle service. I mean, I took you around and like that, that concept is, is, is faded out in, 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 I mean, in most of the markets here in Miami, people still come to Miami for, for that experience that, you know, Vegas style experience, but right. in the local scene, a lot of the DJs that are in there, you know, first of all, it's, it's turned into just an urban market, like straight rap, you know, it's, 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 it's just rap parties, you know, bottle service parties. Like, yeah. And the DJ is just on the mic talking and there's no actual DJing involved. And it's not, it's cool. You know, props to all my boys that do that shit, but it's that market, you know? Yeah. Um, and on the DJ side in Miami, everything was getting focused more on the music. And it, there was such a revolt against the EDM bubble that that's where Winwood popped up of, you know what? We don't want to wait in line. We don't want to pay these prices. We don't want to buy a bottle. We want to go hear music. We want to go eat, chill, drink, smoke, do whatever we got to do and be in a cool environment, you know? And, and, yeah. and that's where Winwood like came along. And five years, three years later, the guys that were hitting me up to, to, to get him into Mokai Mansion that I would tell, yo, come to Wood. Yeah. We're coming to Wood because they were late on the, on the, on the trend, I guess, you know? Right. No, I know what you mean. I mean, even me coming up like, you know, one of my first milestone gigs um, 
was at Mansion, you know, um, was like, I won this contest called Next on the Decks, and Mark Ronson chose my mixtape as the winning mixtape, and one of the prizes was, they're like, we're going to fly you to Miami uh, for Winter Music Conference, and you're going to play at Mansion, and I'm like, I've never been to Miami, I've never been to Mansion, like, I was like, this is insane, you know, so... Um, yeah, I mean, I know, I know that world really well. And also that, that put me into the mindset of like, this is what I need to look up to as well, you know? So, um, I understand and forever for like, that's, that's the world I'm in still too. I do Vegas clubs and a lot of the things are all connected, but, um, but then over time seeing like downtown and Wynwood, you know, getting a little sort of visions little snippets of it i was like damn it's pretty dope down here and then when i got to go and hang with you and you really took me around you were like taking me to all the venues introducing me to the owners and showing me what this is here this is here and i mean it was just amazing to see the scene that's developed down there and just the open-mindedness of just music and culture and everything you know and like yes it is fun to go to miami and do the south beach and do the bottle service it's its own world and it's good you know to experience but damn like when last time i was there it was just amazing being you know just being at wood and just like being at a spot where they like let the they they trust the dj they want the dj they support the dj to do dope shit whatever that means and you know they bring in the people to do that they're serving food drinks they have it's just like all in one like the right thing people are like rolling blunts on the dance floor like it was there was no like pretentiousness and uh there was room for everybody you know which it felt like in a way right like it was just you know great so i mean i i loved it too you know i love that whole vibe and um and then you know for for the people that yeah <laughs> Go ahead. No, no, I was gonna say, don't get me wrong. Like, I, I, I still do clubs. I still do big clubs, and I yeah, still do same. big room. And it's funny, like when, I, and 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 I tell people, like, yo, like, I mean, come on, I'll take that check, like, fam, like, you know, don't worry, like, I'll, yeah, I'll come. I rock. love it all. I love DJing. In, in Chicago, all I, do, I do. Exactly. Yeah. But 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 I mean, but that but but I don't do that here in Miami. You know, that's not what Miami is. And those rooms. Like a room in a room like tunnel in Chicago doesn't work. It's not that mentality is kind of phased out of here. But over there, it's prime, you know, and it's fun, and I enjoy playing all that shit. But w- when you're in Miami and you're in that lane and that cut, yeah. like you feel it, you know, and that's and that's what happened. You felt it. Yeah, exactly. Like it was, uh, yeah, it was just dope. The the vibe from Wood Tavern and then just everything in that area and like just seeing you DJ and what I was able to play there and stuff is just super fun. Um, and just for people that don't know, like you've had a residency at this spot. We're talking about wood tavern for what? At least six Uh, years. Six years. Yeah. Yeah. Six years. And, uh, I think, you know, you, you showed me how that place has gone from a little tiny place to a lot bigger. Um, you know, the owner shout to the owner, like he really obviously, puts love and thought into this place and the people that work there. And, um, you know, it's cool to see someone like you who loves DJing and loves music and all that really be able to help build that spot up, you know, and like bring in the right DJs and all that stuff. Yeah. It's, it's a process. I mean, and it's, it's a well oiled machine, you know, 
Yeah. And, and everybody that works there and everybody that comes together, like we've all have experiences in the nightlife and have dealt with, you know, the, the good and the bad. And, 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 you know, the owner Caesar, he's very interactive, you know, with, with the DJs and he's been very interactive with the staff, you know? Yeah. So there's a lot of, he knows the name and excuse me, he, he, he values wood a lot. And like the experience of when people come, you know, he's, he goes on Yelp and he replies to everybody like good, bad, whatever it is. He's in there like, yo, Hey, look at Caesar, like blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, right. sorry, this and this, and it could have been that, or, or he always tries to make up for anything. And, and, you know, like it, I always show people like, yo, like this is the baby that we built because, you know, I've gone all over the, the country and I've seen kind of similar concepts, but like this has, it has it all, you know, like the food is good. The drinks are obviously good. The environment it's open, you can do everything. And then down the street, you can go to Coyo and get tacos. When you're yeah. under luck, there's everything in the neighborhood, you know, it's, it's well, well put together. Yeah. Super dope. Um, and, and like, so as far as coming up in Miami and DJing, I mean, I think we got into it a bit, but, um, how, like, what's the difference of being a Miami DJ versus a DJ in some of the other cities that you've been able to go to and, and so, I'm very, I'm very, uh, I always say this and like, I, I stand by this forever that you can put a Miami DJ, a good Miami DJ, because there's some bad ones. But, I mean, um, you can put a good Miami DJ pretty much anywhere. And if, I mean, if mo- our pockets are deep, so we have, we've, we've been trained to kind of like, react and it goes back to the conflict thing like we've been trained i mean conflict pretty much trained me to like you know be aware that there's a group of brazilian people here so you have to have you have to have the brazilian bag you have to have the baile funk bag you have to go in and and just how you put everything together you know and and also it's not only just miami it's just people that i guess absorb because there's stuff on the west coast there's Latin stuff. Like we don't play Selena here. We don't play the more regional Mexican stuff in Miami, but we do play the more regional Colombian stuff. And we have a lot of Colombian, a lot of Venezuelan. We play the Cubaton stuff. So like our Latin bag is very different. Yeah. But it's pretty like of all genres, we kind of know everything. So when I go to Chicago, you know, I, I do my research on the more Chicago stuff. But for the most part, it's it's a, a regular set that I would play here. And since, you know, we're doing the long nights, it's compressed to like a two-hour set. You know, I, 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 I it's kind of like I forget to play music sometimes, even in that sense, because over here, you're so used to saying, all right, I have to play in Latin. I have to play the tempo stuff. I have to play, you know, the current stuff. I have to play the classic stuff. I have to play the salsa. I have to play this. But then... You know, if I go to Chicago, I play the current stuff and I'll play like one Selena song and that's it, you know? Yeah. And then I have hour and 50 minutes to play the other eight hours are in the back of my head, like fighting to come out, you know? Like, right. So it's, it's just, it's just being exposed to many different people. And then also I think that Miami DJs, you know, have set the bar here pretty high. You know, I mentioned yeah. conflict, you know, Zaya, there's, you know, DJ immortal, Louis Arson, um guys like Dizza, Vinny Soul, like just different areas, different um pockets too, you know. It's Miami's just like a 
boot camp, like a very strict boot camp. And then going back to the bottle service stuff, you know, being in those environments, like we're literally mental boot camps, you know, and, 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 and I think that's the main reason why, you know, we're exposed to a lot of things, even in California. I mean, cause I mean, maybe San Francisco, cause I, I like shout out to San Francisco DJs. I don't know what's in the water, but like San Francisco is a different beast. I know. What and is that? I've noticed on Twitch too, like 90% yeah. of the DJs on Twitch are like from the Bay area. I feel like. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but they're monsters. They're all oh, monsters. And some it's, of the and it's, best on earth, yeah. And it's a combination of, 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 you know, like they're heavy on the technical side. I feel like here in Miami, we all have to, because of craze, you know, we all kind of have to be steady on, on, on a technical, like hold, hold your weight on the, on, the, on the technical side. And then for the party, you know, play the genres and stuff. But I don't know, man. Miami's just like the bar is high here, you know? And, and, and yeah. And we do these venues that are four or five hours, like like at you know places like the Wharf, and where we're hitting everything. We're hitting seventies, eighties, nineties today, and it's I guess it's just experience. But the the time frame to me is a big thing. I have I have a few young guys that I uh, that I help out, and you know I kind of mentor, and I tell them, look, like these other there's younger DJs that haven't experienced some of the rooms, some of the places that you guys have. Like, go see a DJ early and see how he opens. See the transition between, you know, building up to prime time and then that, like, 2.30, 3 o'clock, if the place closes at 5, when you got to hit him again to keep the people there. Like, just right. the progression of the night. No, and, that's, and doing the that's such a lesson. Like, to de yeah. you mentioned that earlier, and I, and I can't stress that enough, that, like, Go be in the places as much as possible that you want to be. Yeah. Now, obviously, we can't. We're during COVID. And, you know, like probably before you're like, I'll do it next weekend. And then now this right. happened. This is even more of a reason to show you. Right. Don't do anything tomorrow. Do it tonight. You know what I mean? Even if you're tired. Yeah. If conflict or some DJ to you that you think is dope tells you to come out, come to the spot, be there 10 minutes early. Like you said, have your yeah. bag. Do the thing. You know, don't be so preoccupied by like, oh, I didn't get 50 bucks. Like, it's all going to lead up to more things later. Right. The experience you're getting is like invaluable, you know, like, and just showing that you'll put in that work too to other yeah. people will, sh will make them call you later. Like, yo, I, I got to hit him up. Like he could fill in for me or open or whatever. I, like, I always tell people like the more that you're in people's face, the more that you're remembered, the more that you're, you're, you're in their head, yeah. the more chances you have of getting booked, you know? And, and I'm, I'm dude, I tell people, man, like, give me your excuse. Cause I want to hear your excuse because I have five more excuses of how I, like how I've did it or how I maybe would have done this. But like excuses don't, when people are like, Oh, I'm broke. I'm like, cool, man, I'll get your Uber. Like, like I've yeah. told that to people, you know, like you don't have to drink, you know, you just go out, go early, you know, talk, go early is when you can hear what the DJ really wants to play. And you might even have a chance to talk to the DJ if he's not working, you know? Yeah. And, and, and all these little things are things that I've learned throughout, throughout time. And, you know, and it's, it's, I'm very OCD and I'm very like, I ha I'm like OCD and ADD at the same time, right. but always trying to like do as much as I can, because if a DJ is playing here, why is he playing there? How, like, how did he get in there? Like, what's the connection? Did he get in there through the manager or through this or that? Oh, you know, oh, so-and-so works there. Let me go see. Cool. You go say, what's up to the manager? You go say hi to the, the bartender that, you know, you see the bookers, like, or if you don't know anybody, talk to the DJ, 
and go there every week until somebody asks, who's that guy? Yeah. I've done that shit. You go somewhere so much and then people are like, yo, who's the guy with the Marlins hat? Or like, who's this? And you know, like there's right. different things that like you have to do, you know, like nobody, it's this to me, like I've gone where I've gone because of, of the different chess pieces and the different pieces of the puzzle, you know, like yeah. I've gotten the best bookings of highest paid bookings out of shit. I would have never even thought, you know, and, and yeah. I've gotten the worst bookings of something that I thought was going to be great, you know? Yeah. Well, it just shows too. just experiment. You know, even I remember like Graham, Funky and Stone Rock made this calendar yeah. that was they sent out to all the club bookers. Like you said, it's like yeah. some, on some out of sight, out of sight, out of mind thing. Like if you're not around, no one even know, remembers you, you know, but they sent this out to everyone. So for a year straight, they have the most insane drawings yeah. of themselves on a thing. That's a creative way to keep right in mind with the people you know what i mean you're on twitter all the time i mean you do a lot of dope things to get noticed for uh musically not so it's not like your twitter you know i think with or without your twitter you'd be recognized as dope dj but your twitter can get you recognized too you you are not afraid to speak your mind you say a lot of funny shit on there a lot of very specific niche controversial yeah controversial and and only certain people would even understand what you're talking about but that's a good way too. You know what I mean? Do every little piece to it. You know what I mean? And you'll put things up there with if someone doesn't know, has never heard you as a DJ, they're like, oh, what's up with this fool? You know what I mean? And then they'll yeah. go listen to you go, oh, wait, he's good. Okay. You know, it's, it's and, that's, like, and that's what I was going to say. I never talk out of pocket. Right. I'm never going to say anything. Like, I'm not here talking. Like, I'm not a technical scratching dude. I don't go crazy. So I'm, you're not going to be, you're not, you're not going to hear me say, like, damn that guy's three click flares suck, you know, like, no, cause I suck at that. Like right. I talk about things that I know. And I always clarify this because it's like, yo, I'm never out of pocket and I'm talking like about my opinion and what I see things. And sometimes I'm wrong and people have called me out for shit and right. I'd be like, cool, I'm wrong. Like, yeah. Like, I mean, it's all for an entertainment purpose, but um, yeah, I mean, I, I've always been on Twitter. I've always been witty. And like I said, like in the last few years, like, you know, I feel more comfortable and I've, I've gotten better at DJing and the whole aspect. So I'm like, like more confident. And that's something that I'm always, another thing that I always, that I always tell like uh, the, the guys that I'm mentoring, I'm like, yo, like be proud about the shit you do. Like be proud about like accomplishments, be proud about gigs, be proud about everything because like say it, like say it, like, yo, I did this. Like, like, yeah. like, like hold that to you because all that, all these things, like you, sometimes a lot of DJs do stuff expecting for an, another DJ to be like, yo, like, that's dope. And I'm guilty of it. I'll do shit in the mix or I'll do shit in somewhere. And I'm like, damn, nobody like picked that up. But like, put it out there in the universe and like promote yourself, you know? And that's what I try to do on Twitter. Like at the end of the day, like, you know, I still post my mixes. I still do this. And I, yeah, I, I say a lot of problematic or, 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 or witty shit, but at the same time, it's, you know, benefited me a lot. So I'm chilling, you know? Yeah. I mean, you have one of my favorite Twitter accounts. <laughs> You're always saying some funny shit. Like <laughs> every time I log on, I'm like, all right. Oh yeah, he's right. That's and you know, I've, I've had DJs, I've met DJs. Um, and it actually happened during Basel. I met this DJ. Um, I met him through, I was with, uh, Sammy, Sammy bananas. No, not Sammy yeah. bananas. Sammy, uh, A-Tracks manager. Oh, yeah. Uh, Sammy Needles. Sammy Needles. I said Sammy Bananas. I was with Sammy Needles. Um, 
uh, we were at Wood, whatever, and then some some DJ walks in and, and he's like, oh, hey, so and so, you know, Cat, blah blah blah, and he's like, looking at me, and he's like, he's like, I don't like your tweets because I can't, but I agree with a lot of the shit you say, and I was like, <laughs> damn, I just met this dude and he told me this shit. I was like, yo, I was like, I'm doing a good job, and from there on, I've gotten a little bit more edgier, you know, and. You know, it's, it's, it's talking shit. It's having fun and poking at shit. And like, you know, especially right now, like during COVID, it, there's a lot of stress and a lot of, 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 of people thinking this way or that way or, or, or getting in their heads. And, you know, I just, I'll talk some random DJ shit, you know, like. The yeah. tweet, the I saw you, I saw you say, uh, I work hard every day. So you don't have to see me change my name to Kaz real, real estate. <laughs> and I talk. <laughs> It's it's little things like that that I always you know to, it's school of the school of nightlife you graduate into real estate agent or a, a, a liquor rep. Yo, the amount of text messages and emails. No, no shade to anyone. Yeah. Look, anybody, get your money and live your life. And I right. do not look down upon you. I don't care what you're doing. But I've gotten so many text messages and emails during this past three to four months. Of I am now. Let me know if you need. You know something right. in this market. I'm now a real estate agent. I'm like, oh god. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> what happens when that market crashes? Then you can't be real. Right. You're gonna go back to being a DJ. How many real estate people became DJs, DJs. over the past wow. couple of years? And now they're like, shit. <laughs> Maybe Fuck. that wasn't a good idea. <laughs> should have never told my technique. Should have never sold my technique. Exactly. They're coming but back. It's, but, but it, shit like that, it's what it's, we talk about as DJs, you know, and you put it out in the world for us to all joke about some people to take seriously. Be, I mean, to take offensively because maybe it's speaking to them or not. But yeah, somebody somebody replied to me. He's like, oh, DJs can't be real estate agents. And I'm like, look, get your money. I'm just right. saying I'm just saying like a lot of people graduate from bottle service, whatever, from this tier. The next tier is real estate, car salesman, makeup artist. I mean, like <laughs> we know. I can keep going, but I don't want to offend anybody. Um, <laughs> I know little shit like that, you know. And it's I always and I always, I and I always always pick up. And I one thing that I always like to do is always pick on Miami stuff too. Um, right, just little basic Miami. So I I try to reach into that audience too, you know, of of making yeah. fun of dumb Miami basic stuff and just talking shit, man. It's fun. And and if you if you take me serious, you know, you can DM me and and, and I always tell people, yo. I, and I'll, I'm probably going to tweet this in the next few days, but whoever knows me in person knows that I'm like a nice guy. I'm not a fucking asshole. Like, because yeah. sometimes I read my, my, like, I just go through my shit and I'm like, damn, I come off with such a dick. But it's like <laughs> in a fun way. Like, you know, it's joking. You know, don't. I think it's just like anything else in the world. You know what I mean? With a comedian or whatever. Right. Some stuff is funny because it's true. And you can apply it to yourself and get upset as much as you want. You know what I mean? Even when right. I know things are true about myself, I can laugh about it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's what are you going to do? What What else is life about if you can't see actually what's happening and, you know, take it for the realism that it is? And then, yeah. you know, and if something's bothered, if, if that touches a nerve on you, then then fix it about yourself, you know, or change it. Or, or right. maybe you're doing something that you're not acknowledging yourself, you know. But, yeah, I, I love that shit. It's so funny. Um, what about, uh, so another, I, I constantly, now when I try to type in Twitter on my, uh, browser, just Twitch comes up every time. So I knew it's like before this like, lockdown, eh. 
I didn't even know Twitch. I knew it existed, but little did I know that every DJ would be trying to move over to it. Have you been? I saw you doing live streams on yeah. IG in the beginning. It was really dope. I saw you playing, you know, super eclectic sets. And I want to tell people that are listening about how eclectic your sets are. Like you really are good at playing all genres, but mixing them together in like a cohesive way that makes sense. And uh, so it was dope, you know, you. seeing you in real life, but also seeing you on Instagram, being able to play, you're playing punk and pop punk stuff, and, right. uh, Latin music and everything, hip hop house. Um, have you been doing anything lately, like on Twitch or any of the new stuff? Um, you've been doing? I haven't. I was going through a uh, moving housing situation. Got uh, it. So like I took all my stuff out of my place and it's in our office studio. So we have set up, we're working on the setup and we're going to be doing stuff with MI radio. So Dope. that's the podcast that I have with, with DJ Zaya right. uh, at MI radio on IG and uh, MI radio, I believe on Twitch. And you but, guys do music and talking on there, right? Yeah. So the whole point of the podcast is, Miami through the eyes of Miami DJs through the right. eyes of us. And also we feature DJs or uh, just anybody else. And we want to see their take on Miami. Yeah. So when it's, when it's us, we talk, you know, we first, first of all, we, we always want to let people know about like the real Miami. You know, when I showed you Wynwood downtown Brickle, like all the different pockets that are not South beach, yeah. you know, it's, it's, it's that scene, like I said, it was good in the 2000s to the mid 2010s and it's phased out and a lot of people still come with that mentality. So we want to let people know, hey, look, you know, that there's other options. They do a bottle service here that you, like you can party here. It's just different. And a lot of people are kind of scared of, of, of coming to something new or, or taking somebody's advice. But, you know, so we try to like show that off and then we try to show off people. We've also had people that were formerly in the nightlife. Like we had a guy that used to be a promoter and the last venue he worked at, they had a kitchen, they served food. The chef left, wanted to leave. And he's like, Hey, I want to open this concept restaurant. So they opened up like a Chipotle fast bowl, like, you know, protein bowl. They opened one of those a few years ago. Now he has like six locations and, and he used to be a promoter, you know? Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. We've had him. There's a guy that used to be a DJ that. Oh, so he's on the podcast every week. No, no, no. We, we had him as a guest. Oh, had, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, we've had people, yeah, we've had people like him as a guest and different people that, you know, we had. A, we have a guy that's a food blogger that has been blogging food for like 10 years, like before Instagram, before it became. Right. Yeah, it's dope. You get to show all the different sides of it from yeah. the DJ to just every part of the entertainment Miami world. Yeah, right. And then when we have other people, like I said, it's, you know, we, um, we've had people come on and, and give us their take on Miami. So if they DJ, sometimes we'll have like a live set from them. If, um, you know, they, 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 they did a mix before, well, maybe sometimes we'll sit down with them. Sometimes we'll talk and then like kind of take their take. And then if they've been here before, what has changed and what's different and just, just Miami and all different angles. And we've done parties. We did a 4th of July party and we did a, it was called the Cajachina, which is, it's the Cuban style to cook a pig. It's similar to like the Luau, you know, when they dig yeah. it and, but they do this in a box, so it's like a big wooden box, kind of like the size of a fridge. You okay. cook the, you would like cook and smoke the whole pig in there, and, and we had a domino tournament. Um, just real Miami, like Latin, like super Latin, like but what would be like a Latin barbecue. 
Um, right. And that's just, you know, the real Miami. So we, we do stuff like that and we've had different mixes. So we're going to work on doing uh, pretty much the podcast live where we, we would have some DJ and we'd have some Miami stuff and just different segments and stuff. And that's what we're looking at. We don't want to just stream and just play audio or we don't want to just talk. Um, incorporate different angles, incorporate right. um, just different Miami things, have people on too. And, and that's, that's on the works for now. So Dope. Well, I can't wait till you guys bring it yeah. to fruition. I'll tune in. I'll subscribe. <laughs> you already uh, know. What, um, and then as far as um, DJ City, like I know, like how you've been saying, like you are super involved in the Miami right. DJ scene. When we went around, like you seem to know everybody from the underground clubs to like the Winwood Brickle Cool Clubs to the bottle service to, you know, legends like right. DJ Craze and everybody. So I think um, obviously you're a good person to have on DJ City's team to, um, you know, bring the represent DJ the communities brand. together. Yeah, represent right. the brand. Um, but what do you do exactly? Like, is that what you do, sort of represent the brand? But I notice you also seem to really bring DJs together out there a lot, like different events or um, things like that. Yeah, so I'm, I'm the Miami... I'm the Miami rep. I'm the regional rep for Miami. Okay. Um, and I've been I've been working for them for about four years. I would say about four years. And it started when uh, Latin Prince and Styles Davis were out here in Miami, and I connected with them through another DJ. And the same thing, like the way that I took you around, I take everybody. You know, I I you know I've, I've had Spinoza, Chris Villa, Trey's, like all all those dudes. They've all come out here, and you know, I take them out to eat. You know, take them. So whatever venues we can go, whatever's open and whatnot. And I did that with them and they saw um, how I, just like you said, you know, I, I got along with the DJs from this venue and this venue and this venue and, and all the different markets. You know, I, I remember I took them to South Beach. I took them to the, to, to Brick. I, I took them a bunch of places and they saw that and we, we talked and I was like, look, I'm, I'm super down. You know, I, I, I mess with like the brand a lot and I, I've always liked the lifestyle stuff that they do. So that's kind of one of the main things that they, they that attracted me to them, and we've done link ups. I've done a few link ups. The first one I, I I Trey's was actually down here. We did a link up, and then he played at Wood Tavern. Uh, we did another one with Chris Via. Same thing. Uh, that one uh, I had DJ Laz come through, and the last one the last one that I did it was like a hundred and something DJs. Laz was there. Craze was like, he hit me up and he's like, oh, my bad. And, and, and then a few other people, a few other big names, like all the DJs from the big radio stations were there. Um, just a lot of the movers, you know, a lot of the movers and shakers in Miami. And I've just always been into the culture and like, I've always connected with people and I've always networked, you know, like I said, and there's a lot of guys, I always want to do stuff. We used to do basketball games here too. We would have, you know, three on three basketball games and, and it ended up being like five on five, you know, just, just, it was like an industry league and, yeah, you know, we're, we're all getting old and we all needed to, to shake, shake it off, you know? So <laughs> yeah, I'm always trying to plan stuff for, for the culture and, you know, it, it kind of helps all of us, you know, like I said, the more you're in people's eyes, the more you're out there, the more people see you, you know, and it's a lot of guys, you know, we, we, you see them for five, 10 minutes, you maybe take a shot, maybe say what's up and then they go back to work, you know, and then you, text throughout the week maybe here and there but you can rarely catch up so right i'm always trying to push that and 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 it, you know it's worked out like I, I like you said i get along with everybody and and you know i'm a big fan of 
everything that we, we do and, and always, you know, as of recently, I've started working more with, with, uh, with Phenom and some other projects and stuff. And it's helped me branch out into other things, you know, and it's, yeah. I suggest all DJs, you know, especially now. And, and this is something that I really wanted to, to touch on is that like, you shouldn't be bored. You shouldn't be, damn, what am I going to do? And we're expecting things to open venues to open. You shouldn't be just kind of like sitting around twiddling your thumbs. No, like, you know, if, if any DJ wants something to do, talk to me. I will look at your Instagram. I will look at your, um, at everything. I will look at your EPK. And if you don't have an EPK, that's the first thing that you did wrong. Like right. content, you know, pictures, promo, like all that shit. Like I'm always, I'm always very analytical about stuff like that. So like DJs, if you feel like you're bored or you don't have any money for this, like, a lot of things online are, are free, you know, learn how to design stuff. You know, I've been designing stuff all throughout the quarantine, you know, um, and, and little things to, to, to do that as a DJ right now, you know, DJ city's been, do, you know, they're doing the challenges. They just put up the, the pomegranate challenge and they had the sun, the sunburn pool one yeah. and just little things like that. I'm always, you know, pushing and, and, and I have a DJ from here that I ask him to do a, a bedroom routine. He's, he's going to send it to me soon. And, you know, just pushing, pushing anything DJ related because it helps me. One thing that I realized early was that it's not like there's money to be made everywhere. You know, there's gigs everywhere. And there was a time when DJs in Miami, everybody wanted to be the next conflict and it was like a funnel. And, and then when you kind of realize that, yo, like you don't know his story, you don't know how he came up, you don't know his relationships, build your own. And when you start realizing that, like you find what makes you happy, what is your pocket, what is your scene, and and you kind of maneuver from there, you know. So yeah, no, that's a good way to look at it, and and to tell other people, you know, coming up. Um, what about when you were talking about Rockwell? Um, is that your company? Or are you no, part of that? No, no, no. So Rockwell Talent Management has been around for six years, seven years. Um, me and Zaya. It's me, Zaya, Paul, DJ, and Tice. I have to put up the manager, the the roster because it's all good. You don't need to list them off, but but it's a management company in yeah. Miami. Yeah, it's a management company. Yeah, it's it's about ten of us, um, and then we all kind of do everything. We all do different things. Like Zaya, Zaya and I work together a lot. Um, we've been working together for, like I said, like eight nine years. Yeah, and it's just relationships, you know, we build relationships and during, during COVID right now, one of the things that we did is, you know, kind of touch base on, on with certain people we work with. Cause you know, at this time, like the older that we got, like I, you know, like I said, I started doing more gigs that I wanted to do with places that I personally would talk to the manager and, and I had those relationships. So, you know, we reached out to them, and, but they handle, they handle a lot of my, my stuff, but at the same time, like DJs don't feel, you know, it's like the, this is like the third subject that gets me into death, but like, don't feel like you need management yeah. um, because you don't want management until your manager is going to vouch for you more than you're going to vouch for yourself. That's right. it. That's like the, the straight up. And uh, Brian, Brian Herrera is my manager. You know, like we fight all the time and we disagree on a lot of shit, but a lot of the things that I kind of disagree with throughout time, like have come true and are coming true now. And, and things like that. So, um, you know, we have a great relationship and I wouldn't want anybody else dealing with the things that he deals. And, you know, it's, he's, he's such a robot about things and yeah, he asks for things, but you, 
you realize that they do mean something in the end and and so they you know we've been we've been together that long and it's 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 great because we all work as a team you know like it's at the same time the relationships that i've built you know i i kick back to him and and we kind of just make it work so yeah. and we work with we work with a lot of young djs too so you know we handle all kinds of accounts so you know the pool accounts the the saturday daytime pool accounts which you know i i do a lot of those because it's just easy money yeah uh, and we the hotel stuff the lo hotel lobbies and random just everything but they they I mean, I'm, I'm super happy with them. I wouldn't want to be with anybody else and I wouldn't want to work with anybody else. And it's the understanding of, of having management and, you know, knowing that you actually have to work harder now that you're by yourself. I mean, now, now that you, you're with somebody, not by yourself because you think, you know, and that's, that's where my tweet comes from. Like I'll, I'll break down the tweet. Um, and this is a, my, my, my theory behind the tweet. I tweeted, you know, some people still want to be on a, on a certain management's fourth page. And I said that because do you really want to be that much, that less, that little of a priority to somebody? Like, you think that a name is going to represent you to that level just because of the name. It doesn't mean anything. You can be on whatever agency, you know, you can be managed by whoever, but if, if, if you're not that important to that person, what does it, what does it matter? You know? Exactly. Like, I think that, um, that was a funny tweet and also that, uh, you could apply that to any agency, honestly, but right. obviously we know within the DJ world, right. they have a lot of people on the roster, right. you know, but, um, so that's why the joke worked better, <laughs> but, 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 but it is a universal thing that is, um, constantly, we talk about on this podcast all the time and I try to teach younger DJs and, or just DJs that are wondering about that, that like, you don't need the manager first, no. you know, or the booking agent. Like if you're not popping or no one's calling you, they're not no. going to be able to do shit. All they're going to do is pitch you to a bunch of places and you're just going to get rejected over and over and they're not going to want to deal with it anymore. Also, you're going to, even if you get signed to some dope agency, you're going to get dropped because they're going to be like, oh, this didn't even work out, you know? So no. you have to really rely on yourself before anything you have to have a really strong foundation um as your brand or your dj or whatever you want to call it yourself doing your thing putting that work out there and adding to the culture and, and doing right. all the stuff but and then you'll team up with people you know but you could get put on that roster and it doesn't even matter doesn't you know matter, what i mean yeah. the, the person that's running that is gonna say hey i need to be able to have a bunch of material to book you or you should be yeah, there has to be a reason that that you'd be there. So, yeah, I mean, I think that was. Uh... It's just it's it's value. It's it's just like what kind of value do you have? You know what what? Yeah. Like, and that's there's a lot of guys. You know, there's a lot of guys in in this in this DJ culture. You know, that are great at talking. They're great people. Like they're great. Their people yeah. skills are on point. Their DJ might be mediocre, but gets the job done, and those guys get booked. You know, like right. it's 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 a very iffy subject, and you can't hate on that. You can't hate on their. You can't hate on people's ends. You can't hate on their relationships, right. and then they kind of got it because if they got it, they got it. You know, like I, I hear so many DJs always like, oh, so and so is there, and I, I mean, we've all we've all done it and said it, but when you realize, yo, what did he do? And then if you really want to play there, what can I do to play there? Or like. 
right. can I, you know, and, and I, when the focus changes from what other DJs are doing and you just start focusing on yourself, things fall into place, you know, it's corny and, 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 and like generic as that sounds, it's, yeah. It's something that I believe in and you know I've made connections with people because of just organic relationships and yeah and just fucking being friends man you know and then like like I said you're active in people's faces and then so and so hits you up and you know and you you connect about something work related you know and then you start a, a venture with them you know it's 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 happening exactly like, yeah and you st- you do things for the right reason and the right things come to fruition a lot of the time, you know, like that, that's what it is. If you're thinking constantly about money or some other thing, it's not going to, it's not going to happen. Um, well, um, and as far as like, we've been going over a lot of the shit you do. And like you said, this is a time when a lot of DJs and people are probably sitting around going, Oh, what can I do? And, and I got nothing to do and there's no gigs I'm waiting, but don't you know try to start new vent start new things all those ideas you've been putting off because you don't have time do it you know and like there's a lot of things you could be doing you know and um you're obviously doing a lot of stuff another thing that you do is um i saw you one of your last instagram posts um was with pitbull and laz laz is you know legend uh in miami obviously and uh pitbull mr 305 um but uh, and I saw Edwin, a bunch of people in that picture. Phenom. Um, uh, it was the five year anniversary of Pitbull's Globalization Radio on right. Sirius XM. Um, and so, what's your connection um, with all that? So, um, Phenom, DJ Phenom, Edwin. You know, yeah. we all know him. Yeah, uh, we've been working together through DJ City uh, for a few years, and and we've kind of connected more recently and he was there on he was there when you played uh he came, he was in miami and he, yeah. he came to the tavern that night and laz was there and you know so I've, I've i've known laz and we've always talked and everything and and edwin works a lot with pit and i've been a fan like i've been a pitbull fan since like before anybody i mean before anybody in the west coast knew pit on yeah. the mixtape stuff on the rap stuff so I had, you know, I just told him like, yo, look, um, there's ideas that I had and things that I don't want to like really get into it as much, but there's just uh, ideas and things. Say whatever you want. Yeah. Yeah. And little, little, little things that, um, I kind of wanted to, you know, my two cents on this as a DJ slash somebody from Miami slash a fan. Yeah. Um, just angles, you know, and, and I'm around the world and I listen to stuff here and there and I listen to music everywhere and, and just, my two cents so uh we have a project coming up I- in the future and and it should be good it's just it's just you know it's the connection that we made and and something's gonna come out of it and it's more of kind of like and i told my thing you know same thing like i like i was talking about i told edwin like i like to be a fly in a wall you know and to me he's somebody that is very connected and knows what he's doing and and he has kind of like the right you know the way he works, you know, we've all worked with him and he'll tell you what kind of what he wants to do and how we do it. And if he, he finds a way to, to solve problems and, and, and it's something that I've, I've looked up to. So when he brought me into working with Pitt and it's something that's boiling up, I guess. Yeah. Dope. All right. That's the don't best say, way to put don't it. Don't say anymore, but that's dope. I mean, it was just cool to see that post. Honestly, I didn't even, 
you didn't put that much information in right. on Instagram, but seeing it was like pretty dope because of the way yeah, you yeah. said like, this is something I dreamt of and yeah. like it's happening and then bring it to fruition. And right. that's, I just that's, feel like people should look at that and be inspired by it. And you should be inspired by yourself. You know what I mean? That right. happening, like proud of yourself. That's yeah. so dope. Dude. Yeah. You know, like and that's, and that's, and that goes back to what I was saying, you know, like, like be proud of the shit you do. You yeah. Know? Sure. And it's, it's like, so that relationship, you know, it, it goes back to having that relationship and building. And, you know, the times that we've hung out and we've been each other, like, like you, you, you develop, more of more work things when you bond on a personal level and you're doing just normal shit and then when you get to work it's it, it kind of falls into place you know yeah just being a good person and everything else and working with Pitt was literally has been a dream for me or just even kind of because I, I always tell people this like like you can meet somebody just through a friend or you know i could have met Pitt eight years ago nine years ago i could have told any of the building people that I know here that he knows or DJs or whatever, but yeah, I like to meet people and I like to make connections with people because of what I've done and my achievements and my name and my brand, I guess. So when everyone was like, yo, like, would you be interested? I'm like, I'm like, obviously, you know, like, so I met him through, you know, somebody that he works with in like cosign, you know, I got close, like the direct cosign, not like, Oh, here's my boy. That so-and-so like, you know, he, he pitched, he pitched me to him and I was yeah. mind blown. And it's just stuff because of the way that I've worked, stuff that I've done that my team has helped me that we've all done. And that's, that's, that's why I said, you know, I literally dreamt about this shit fucking 18 years ago. That's so crazy. it's, it's just keep, keep, you know, it goes to add even with you. Like I showed you the picture of when I met you like eight or fucking 12 years ago, I knew yeah. who you were and I went up to you for a picture and then like, you know, 10 years later, I booked you at, at Wood, you know, and then now, now we're homies, you know? Yeah, exactly. So dope. I know when you showed me that picture, I was like, oh my God, I remember that too. I mean, our clothes were really crazy at that mm-hmm. time. <laughs> streetwear. I was on streetwear was, was it, bro? Like, Yeah. But no, it's proved exactly that you never know who you're going to run back into and just how things work. You know what I mean? So it's just a matter of doing, doing what you want to try to do, keeping your integrity, right. getting back up when you fall down you know and just like trying to make shit happen whatever way you can yeah the recovery recovery is always more important than the fall you know like bouncing back and 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 taking l's you know like yeah being being pulled is like it's happened to me it's happened to all of us you know yeah oh man dude like that's the same thing as like i remember being you know getting so thrown off by the comments of the general manager or somebody while you're DJing like that's something a DJ needs to practice <laughs> like yeah. uh, like not getting all worked up so you can continue to be a good DJ even if something's bothering you you know like yeah. that's I mean, like yeah, a, a that's talent what you just said what you just said is like one of the most important things that you know when I was working with opium and and I remember one time the manager said it, he was like look like you know we're we're our, your job is pretty important because people come in with a certain expectation. So whatever you have outside, when you come into DJ, you, you, you leave it outside, you know, you, you put that face on and that's why you're booked. That's why you're here, you know? And, yeah. and it's, it's part of, part of the, one of the hardest parts about DJing. You know? I mean, how many times we've had like a shitty day or, you know, you get in a fight with, you know, your, your girl or, 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 or something happened earlier or this and that and fucking something, you know, and then you get to work and you're pissed and then you're just like, fuck, like, you know, but once 
to me, like once I start DJing, it all goes away. You know, I'm in, I'm in the zone. You know, I'm locked in. I know. So yeah. it's 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 important to to always like focus on on that side of the job. Sorry, that's always like one thing that I always preach. It's like, look, you know, Same. you're 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 on the wheel, but you know somebody else can be on the wheel. So when you're there, be happy of that shit. Like, yeah, like like run that shit. You know, it's yours. I know. I think that this time really is teaching people not to take it for granted what we had, you know, the, the ability to go DJ every weekend and make money and, and be in that, you know, we were kind of, some people might be taking it for granted. So it's nice to have that break. Oh um, no. I, I mean, I was, I was shit. Like I said, a month in and I, and I, you know, and, and I did gigs. I, when Miami was open for a little bit and I did gigs and, yeah. And, and so let me tell you this, like those gigs, I told you it's like a brunch, brunch environment, you know, Sometimes they would like get up in their tables and dance, but it's like that group, that group, and then like ten feet away, there's another table, another table, and and it was like, it was actually worse than because it it was like a taste. I got like a sample of the drug, you know, like yeah, it's like oh here you go, like like have this, and then <laughs> I DJ, people are having fun, and I'm like on the mic, I'm like ah oh, whatever, but then I literally felt like I was on on parole. And I went back home to like my room, like to be locked in my fucking cell, you know, like, but I had to taste. I had, to, and, but it wasn't like a full taste. I didn't have like people, because the venue gets packed and sometimes people are like almost on me and everything. And there was like CO2 and all this shit. And, but it was like a, it was just like the sample, like, like, yeah. and, and I told my friends and I'm like, dude, I loved it, but I hated it at the same time because it felt just like a tease. It was, it was just like, and and it was cool but then the people weren't really all there and then like some people were were kind of still holding back and mind you like social distancing isn't the best for a venue you know it doesn't feel the yeah. vibe or whatever but no i'm ready for uh, so like when things do up like if things do open i'm just gonna wait till like 100 percent because some of these gigs were just it's yeah. cool and then like you know it just doesn't i i need the full thing like i know what um when we're talking about DJs like different qualities you need to have um what do you think makes a good DJ like quote unquote or like you know um to me so my standards are like out um and I've been listening what and one of the most when I listen to a DJ's mix let's say for right now that during COVID that I can't go live to hear a DJ or or can't hear like a live or 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 to me, when I listen to a mix, I care about the programming and I care about like where it's going. That's like one of the main things. Like I'm in this, I guess at this age or at this phase where I care about, I don't care about the scratches. I don't care about, I obviously would want like a smooth blend, but I care about like where the mix is going. Like, right. where are you going? Where are you taking me? And that's something that I, I always look into DJs because like, why did you play this song after this? Why? Like, what's what's your science? Is it just because? Is it because, you know, you can get into like some, and this is something that I learned from from Joe Maz was like, this song has the same drums as this. Like, I would see Joe run like eight edits in the span of six minutes of short edits that all had the same hats. Yeah. And it's, it's like, wow, bro. Like, I know that I'm like one of two people in this room that picked this up and you're the other one, you know, like, yeah. I like little things like that. I like when you when somebody uses like a sample 
or they'll do like a YG set or like an artist set or like, like where are you going? And it all flows. Like I like stuff like that. Um, and then just being nice, being like a good person, being approachable, you know, like, like being, being to me, that goes a long way, you know, because when I moved to Miami, there was DJs that, you know, I, I, there would be DJing and, and, and I would just bring a shot. Like, Yo, you want a shot? No, I'm good, whatever. And then like when they would trade off and I would like meet them or whatever, like there's so many guys that were just dicks. Yeah. And when I and when I get approached by by a DJ, like, you know, obviously if it's in the right time, if I'm like in the middle of a mix, you know, we all know you all know when a DJ is a DJ when they're talking. Yes. So if I get approached the right way and uh, and they're like, you know, hey, you know, I'm so and so's friend or I follow you on here or this and that, and I'm just like, oh, cool, man, what's up? Like, good to meet you. And I always thank them. I always, no matter who it is, I'm always like, yo, thank you for coming out to see me because. You could have been like as cheesy as the sign is. The says, you know, you could be anywhere in the world, but like, you make time from your life to come and see me. Like, I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah. And you know, and and I and I talk and I communicate when DJs DM me. I'll you know I'll DM back if if people want edits, DM me. Like like I'm an approachable person and and I like people to be nice because you know this is a community. Like at the end of the day, we all work together. You know, it's a very small community and the word gets around. So if you're yeah. a dick, people know that you're a dick. And it's true. And and just just and also be open. Be open to learn. You know, like I know that sometimes I might sound like I'm I'm talking out of my ass on Twitter, but you know, like I'm 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 open to learn too, you know. I'm not all knowledgeable. I don't know every single sample. I don't know every Jay Dilla record, you know, like like open to learn. Never act like you know it all. Never act like everything and and just absorb you know i'm absorbing every day i try to listen to new music every day i try to listen to different things and 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 things that i can apply to my djing to 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 be better you know in, in all the spectrums you know yeah do you have like uh when you're playing i know like i said before you can play really eclectic sets and i know you play a lot of rock music and mm. some some of the music that's it's harder to dj and mix it um do you have a like a specific plan for like getting out of records? Like if you played something that doesn't work or you want to just switch the whole vibe or tempo, like do you have like a go-to um, song or acapella loop or I usually so I'm super anal about just like edits and blending and everything and like I'll make an edit of if it's not just like a regular eight bar, I'll make like a hook first and I'll make this and yeah. I'll make Agapella outs and like I've gotten to the point where I if I'm gonna play something I have three songs in the prepare crate I have the next one the one that's gonna go after that or the one that's gonna save me if I'm like you know if I'm just yeah. like and I always keep stocking up I, I I work off the prepare crate a lot and I try to have combos you know three so two three song combos different songs different combos or whatever or different ways and different avenues yeah um but I always try to, I always have, like, if I'm taking a risk, I always have that. I always put, if it's one of those that I'm like, yo, fuck it. Let me see if this Fall Out yeah. Boy song works. Right. And, and if I, if people stand up or people like just kind of like, and I'm like, oh, fuck, I have, you know, Young Jock ready. Boom. Like, I already know that's going to work no matter what. Right. Or. If it works, I'll go into Panic at the Disco or Red Hot Chili Pepper or just always try to have the the like and I put a lot of time into into 
editing music and into like editing cue points and loops uh, for acapella ins and acapella outs and grids. Like I just re I just found out I didn't know how to do this um, on the transition. How you can edit the grid like by marker. So like, you mean if it's a transition record, you can go as the tempo changes and keep the grid and, on. And I know I didn't realize that. I, I didn't know. And then and then you could do it while you're playing the song, and you, I think you hit X or something so you right. can like zero or x and or something like i didn't know i didn't know that uh, i knew that you could do it so i used to do even before so i've been doing edits for like 12 years but even before that i would i would make my own loops in the end so i would put a i would i would put a cue point towards the end and i would manually make a loop and i would either name the cue point the bpm that it was or i would do um or i had a loop already set so i i like if, if it was a song that wasn't quantized and it was like the original i would always try to have that exit and when right. you just started naming the cue points i would put like 90 90 loop or i would already have the the, the marker for the cue point in and the cue point out so i already knew all right i made this you know it says i brought it in at 85 but it goes off at 88 so i already have it at 88 at this point um, uh, and, and I, yeah, I would do, bro, I would do a lot of crazy shit like that. Um, and then I started just, I said, you know what, fuck it, let's just make an edit. And I started quantizing a lot of stuff and, and chopping up a lot of stuff. And, and I just, you know what, it's watching, watching guys like, like Joe Maz and watching conflict that like literally had an edit for everything and had a way to, to go into Latin from this song, or they were going to go into hip hop, but then they went into Latin or transition up or transition like just kind of adapting and then you know as time goes by your pockets get deeper and, and you start to kind of see what works so you already know if i'm going to take this really big risk i know that i can play mi gente j Balbing, and that's going to pop off like i have little explosion edits too super cheater like it's like an a bar and it's and it's yeah. like so it just clears a you know like a yeah clean, clean wipe so i have random stuff like that um, oh, that's good that's good I, and I've made transitions like for anything into everything. Do you have a specific way that you organize it in your Serato? Um, I have everything dated and then I usually have like a current crate. So if it's like a current hip hop, I have like, you know, summer 2020, um, pop 2020, big room, this, but then I also have like, kind of like a, I call it like a mystery crate Yeah, and it's just random things that I pull off like, so when I download everything, I'll put everything in a folder and I'll date it J July 2020. And I scan through all that and I'm like, all right, this is good for like a pool. Let me put it in my pool folder. This is good for like a up-tempo, open format, 120 and up-ish environment. And I have another folder for that. And I just sort everything out. And then I have that the mystery folder and I have it dated. And that's the stuff that I'll put into a mix, into like my life sets at wood, into... Those are like the more crazy edits that I've either pulled from Bandcamp or like certain DJ. I'm on certain DJs blast and, and you know, I've connected with so many other DJs that they'll just send me shit. And I'm just like, all right, damn, I haven't heard nobody play this shit. And, um, I'll just put it in that crate. And that's kind of my like goodie crate, you know? So when I'm like, yeah. all right, I'm, I'm like, I just did a mix for, uh, for the Mickey D's podcast. And I had a lot of random, like random stuff on there that, that they were just like, oh, right. they, they just don't call me, they just don't call me out. So I was like, all right, let me, 
Let me cook. And I put the uh, I put the hip hop Harry song on there. No. <laughs> What's next? Who's yeah. next? <laughs> so I have a routine. I have a routine that I have, and it's so funny because uh, I think it was ETX. They were talking about it, and they're like, "Oh, play Candy Shop." And I just post it right away, and I have a routine where oh, because they both have the yeah. So I have a routine where like I layered them, and it's like in the outro, it's right when like I, I did it with a with an A bar, and then on the outro where it just has the little thing, it starts with yeah, so seductive, and then I keyed it. I put the key down. I keyed it down yeah. to match the key, and then it just it literally goes the little synth just layers over each other. That's so funny, dude. That's amazing. Dude, funny enough, like my kid went to uh, this preschool and one of the other dads, we were hanging out and um, he's like, yeah, I created this show uh, back in the day, you know, um, it's called Hip Hop Harry. And I was like, you made that show. And this was like a couple of years ago, like before it had come back as viral. But I just remember I'd seen like late night like infomercials to buy the dvd like after it had been on and then he's like yeah he ended up giving me like all these dvds again of it he's like yeah i got all these and this was a couple years ago i feel like the show probably to him had like was done you know and then now all of a sudden this shit's going viral and i saw like they have a hip-hop harry instagram just started and they're like bringing it all back i'm like good for them yeah i gotta hit him up and be like yo you (laughs) was good yeah because i (laughs) So it's back when I I heard the song, when I heard the song, I mean, I saw it go viral and like, that's one thing that I always do when these songs go viral. Yeah. I'll find them and I'll make an edit and I'll send it to people. Yeah. Like I did it for when the, uh, why the fuck you lying? Remember when that? Yeah. Why you lying? Like the weekend. So I was doing that shit a lot. And this is, this is just like another random tip that I always suggest people is like, if you make edits, send them to everybody. Like, Cause I mean I don't make I don't make any crazy shit like I don't make the bootlegs or like any any, any like anything you would see on DJ City. It's just useful, you know, eight bar or this or like oh why the fuck you lying hook like double hook yeah you know, like that song is right. viral so like you're gonna play it for two weeks and that's it you know yeah I made an edit to the um remember the Thanksgiving song the beans green yeah. tomato beans beans to potatoes it's, tomatoes <laughs> I was making like I'll just make like an eight bar to that and I'll send it to like a group of people. So when the fucking weirdo DJs like me play that, the, the even more weirdo train spotting guys behind you are looking at your laptop and they're like, <laughs> they're like, kill a cast Thanksgiving song. What the fuck? You know, like, but that's your name out there on somebody else's screen and they see you and maybe they ask you for the edit and you give them and you connect me with me. Like th- these are all avenues. Like the edit yeah. shit is, has gotten me connected with a lot of djs um audio one is one of them like you know we all know him super yeah, og shout to audio one i call him the godfather of djs like <laughs> he's like the the un representative of djs you know he's the man he's, we've known each other for a long time he he used to like listen to like my underground hip-hop group called movement back in the day oh, and like yeah. we were both into drum and bass and like th- before i was even doing clubs and stuff like He's definitely OG status, yeah. Bay Area. Um, yeah. yeah. So, so through him, I've, and, and, and he's one of the guys that's co-signed me and like, oh, you should, are you on so-and-so's blast? And then I'll get their blast. And then like we swap info and then I'll give them all my shit. And um, just different tools, you know, like, like I'm saying, there's ways and angles 
there's so many different angles and so many different things, you know, DJ, yeah. you know, if you made edits, you could be making an edit pack, you know, shout out, shout out to uh, Mighty Moves. He's, he's been doing a lot of crazy stuff and he's Man, out he, there. he puts out some really dope shit. I need to get on his blast though. I just, I follow him on Twitter and I'll see it yeah. and then I always forget to write, but he, he'll do like what all prints or yeah. crazy eighties, but like not traditional kind of edits right, or songs. Right. Like, 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 I'm like, his, wow, this is dope. And he came, he came to see me, uh, was it in Portland? I think he's from Portland. He came to see me when I played in Portland and, you know, stuff like that to me is like blown away. Like, like I, yeah. I feel beyond humbled when that shit happens. Like, right. But it's, 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 you know, he's out there and he came to see me and we connected through edits. So like, you know, if, if he was ever in Miami, I'll, you know, I'll put him on, you know, like yeah. he's homie. It's shit like that, that, that I'm always telling DJs, you know, like, especially right now, if you're lazy, if you're bored, like if you don't have anything to do like let me look at your laptop and i'll look at all your fucking like all your shit that's not sorted and you know there's so many things to do man yeah i know um well let me uh i put out on the internet oh uh, twitter questions some people to ask you questions <laughs> uh and uh, i got some some people wrote in i don't know if i'm gonna read all of them because we we touch i mean we kind of touch on some of them yeah you know? we touched on some of them I so we'll so. see maybe i'll skip through or if i say it we don't want to answer it's fine but um let's see i uh i um let's see if anyone wrote while we were even talking right now um Oh, that's funny. Someone just wrote DJ Steve Spin. I always thought his name was DJ KA5. Hey. <laughs> um, all right. I can, so I can talk, it's not I can KA5, talk about- people. <laughs> um, so what is it, your official name, though? DJ Kaz or Kel Kaz? Kaz? Okay. okay. So, so I'll, 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 um, I always bring this. I always talk about this. So I used to go by Killer Kaz, and that's, I used to originally go by Casper, but it's like, you know, shout out to Casper in Tampa. and. And, and when I was like starting to get gigs, when I was working with my homie in, in San Antonio, um, I was like, man, like it's a very common name like, and I don't like for it to be so common. Right. So I, one of my roommates used to, used to always joke with me, um, uh, down and out Kanye and Cameron when he's like, knock, knock, who's this? Killer Cam, killer who? Yeah. So my, my roommate would be like, killer Cass, killer who? So it was like a play on from there. And I've always been like a, um, I used to do uh, signals analysis in the military. I've always been like very nerdy when it comes to certain things. So I was at the time I was doing like open open source researching, mm-hmm. and I realized all the stuff that you look up. So I wrote Killer Cats with a five because I used to tag when I used to do graffiti. I would always put Casper with a five. Yeah, and then I realized Killer Cats. Nobody's ever gonna use that name. It's not a name that there's gonna be another Killer Cats. Yeah. If anybody looks me up, it's going to be that. When you search right. DJ Killer Cass, it's, it's that. And then when I switched the Cass, uh, dropped the Killer just because it was very offensive and PC and all that. <clears throat> Same thing. Like, K- is this guy K- going to kill somebody in here? Right, right, right. <laughs> DJ KA5, you look that up and, and you know, my page comes out. My uh, I was going to say MySpace. My Mixcloud, <laughs> like all my different socials come out. And I kept in that, but, but the edits I've kept Killer Cast just because it's like, if you know me, you know me, you know. And, and right, okay. But what, what, but with my friends and everybody, I tell them, yo, you know, like if you know me as Killer, you know me as Killer, you know me as Rodrigo, that's Cast, whatever. Like I don't, right? I don't care, you know. It's fucking, it's if you know me and, and however you want to address me, like right, right. 
So got it. Okay. You not you guys heard it here first. Um <laughs> that's his name. What about all right, so let's see. We got um Chris, aka Klaxarb. Uh I actually don't know if I've ever known oh, how to say his he, name right. <laughs> he, well, let me tell you this. this his this Twitter is why, name. This is why Chris asked that because he just wants to hear me say that it was that his name. I figured. So, Chris, so for the people that don't know, he uh, is the owner uh, of Bruno's in the Bay Area. Really dope club. He's a great dude. Great awesome DJ. Guy. Awesome just guy. all around great person. I love him. Um, and... Uh, Yes, he asked, "What was when was the last time you blacked out mid set?" And, and I sort was, of assumed it may have been at his club. Yeah, <laughs> was mid mid February, I was out there. Um, oh, so this year? Yeah, it was this. It was it was like my last out of town a run that I did before before all this. And this is a thing that like I used to drink a lot. I used to be like a super 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 heavy drinker, yeah. and it was just you know you know how it is in the in 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 the biz like you're out yeah. and it's social and it's it was just like a social thing you know i wasn't getting yeah. blacking out every night but every night i was having two drinks for no reason you know or yeah. like especially miami there's something to do every night you know so i was till just, the sun comes up yeah so i ended up um almost two years ago i like you know i stopped i took a break and i got into shape and i lost like 40 40 pounds since nice. and congrats thank you man so every when i stopped drinking and i started drinking again it just never really hit the same but now when I travel, my friends are like, oh, I haven't seen you in forever, bro. We're going to get fucked up. And I'm like, oh, man. I'm like, fuck, all right. And I had gotten pretty hammered the night before. Shout, oh, out, to, shout out to Aaron, the era, the fucking man. Yeah. He he just went in and, and he, he was just trying to get me to black out, you know. <laughs> and he pretty much did two nights in a row. And then Spider Tech came through, too. Um, but it was fun. Bruno's, Bruno's is one of the rooms that I really enjoy playing. Um, and I was saying like, there's a few rooms in the country that I really enjoy and that's one of them. And that's, and what I like about that one is just the creative freedom that you have and, and just the energy of, of, you know, Chris and all the DJs that come and show love because like, that's one of the venues that if you're going to play, like you got to have your shit together because first of all, you're in the Bay, you know, we said how good all the Bay DJs are. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, so you're gonna have those DJs come come through. You know, I had Spider Tech, I had Aaron there. Um, I think Cal One came through too. And there's just a bunch of a bunch of dudes, you know. And and and, the, and, you, and that's, those are the ones that I knew. What if there were some other guys that you know I don't know, whatever. And um, and then just the hospitality, hospitality and everything. It's just so much fun, and you could play everything, you know. Yeah. All right. Well, hopefully he comes hopefully. back sooner than later. <laughs> um it's crazy up there um all right let's see what else well uh the legend dj craze wrote in and he says why are nicaraguans the best djs on the planet i mean he, he might be biased uh, i don't right. know <laughs> shout out the craze so let me tell you a story when i was 17 uh i was a senior in high school and craze this was 2001 2002 craze had they booked him at nicaragua because he's nicaraguan and this is like the first DJ that they ever brought. Like that was like a DJ, like DJ Craze. And, and I was the only one that like really knew me and like my, my boys, you know, like we had seen the videos and shit. And yeah. So I talked to the promoter after and I met him and he signed a flyer for me, which I still have the flyer. Like I have it autographed, like, and I framed it. Um, wow. And I told him, you know, like 10 years later, 12 years later, when we, 
when we started seeing each other and everything. And and I I I'm like, dude, I met you like when I was a fucking jit, and now I actually know how to DJ. And, you know, I see you all the time, and you know, you're still one of the guys that inspires me. You know, and yeah. And, and I was, you know, and, and this is something else that I say is like, always be a fan. Like, never be scared to tell a DJ that you're a fan. Right. Like, I tell everybody, you know, like, I'm a fan of, of you, you know, like, I, I'm a fan of DJs. And, yeah, you know, I same. love to hear guys play. And I love, like, I'm going to be a fan. Like, I'm never too good or too cool. Like, just, just, that's, you know, never be too good. Because, you know, yeah. guys that I never thought would be my boys, you know, they're, some of my best friends and people that I grew up idolizing, you know, and, and I still idolize them, but it's, it's part of the biz that, you know, you're part of the family, I guess. I know. Um, that's dope. I didn't realize you guys connected back then when you were in high yeah. school. Yeah. Um, well, let's see what's some other ones. Shecky green from Vegas. Um, legendary dude. He's hopefully going to be on this podcast soon. He, um, he says, do you have any crazy over-the-top Miami party stories, the most decadent behavior, names optional? Um, <laughs> I don't know if you I got anything a, off the top. I did a party. I did. I mean, a lot of those crazy parties happened before I moved here or I wasn't in those circles. Right. Uh, but I went to a few. I mean, I've been at tables at 11 that end up going to, like, mansion parties after, you know, till god knows what time in the morning and yeah i'm sure um i used to do this party called fdr mondays uh -huh. and it was me and dj iron Lion, and we did it at fdr florida room inside the delona hotel <clears throat> which is low ceilings like very new york like one oak like like you have your booth and everything and it was it was a hip-hop party prime edm days yeah so <clears throat> It was everybody that was in town over the weekend would come in and stay. I mean, party did whatever. Like all the all the EDM guys that they would book, they would come and party there on a Monday. Right. Fiesta would show up, and this is prime. Also, Heat, Miami Heat championship, LeBron. Like, yeah, you know, this is it. So, I remember. Uh, I mean, if I'll just. I mean, I'm not gonna throw names, but I remember like doing that party, and and it was the most interaction I had around athletes and rappers and, and everything. But the booth, you would walk in through this side, the booth was in the middle facing and you had booth, 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 booth. And to the right, there was an exit to go to the hotel, gym and bathroom. So anytime anybody went out through that exit is because they went to go to the bathroom. And it's and it was never one person. It was always a guy and a girl, or maybe like two guys, or maybe you know the promoter with this chick, or so yeah. You know, it's, I saw a lot of NBA teams <laughs> take a lot of different right people. the secret corridor. Yeah, there was, there was a lot of wild stuff. I did a I did a private party there, and it was I think it was. Uh, it was supposed to be the Wolf of Wall Street like after party or like a like a um, post, you know, one of those parties and they tell you, yo, you know, don't even think of taking your phone out. Like people right. are coming out and whatnot. And, and uh, DiCaprio was there. And that was like, I've seen a lot of people, a lot of people that I grew up with, but like that dude has like an aura to him. <laughs> I know. Like he's one of those guys that's just like, um, yeah. And he was just partying and he'd ask us to play Jay-Z and shit. And like, it's people being normal and, you know, yeah. And I think, 
non DJing is when I've done the crazier shit. <laughs> right. <laughs> but Miami, Miami still gets down and they still do their shit, but it's just like that night, like that South Beach scene, like the ballers, the basketball players still come out and run boats and do all that shit, but they don't want to pay. They don't pay. They don't pay money. And, right. Like, they, they've moved out of that scene. They care more about the girls and, and the liquor. Um, I did a party too for, uh, there used to be this group of girls. Uh, I mean, they were escorts, I think. Uh, uh, what was the name? Taz's Angels? Taz's Angels? I don't know. I think they had like a reality show, but it was like five right. girls that lived, that lived in a house. And It, it sounds familiar. Yeah, I mean, they were like social media-ish. Right. And, you know, a bunch of rappers came through. We did stuff for them and just the normal rapper yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. What Where, about, uh, there's other, um, I don't know. There's a bunch of questions. <laughs> What about, well, we didn't get to talk about like your background in the military that much. Um, I, I know, know J JQ, I know also is in the military yeah. and was in the military. And, uh, he's also a really dope DJ, cool guy. got to connect with him out yeah. when we were all in, um, uh colorado last year in colorado right yeah we all got to connect there um so he asked how was the transformation or i think he said how was the transformation from military to full-time dj um so when i got out i so the job that i did in the military there was supposedly that i got hired to do the same thing uh -huh. um, as a civilian but the company messed up and they hired a bunch of people by mistake just because of our and uh, super weird. But at this time I was 25. I was yeah. 25. I was going to school. Um, I was like in good shape. I had a girlfriend. Um, I was DJing Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Um, and when I got out, I was like, yo, like I'm doing this job, but I'm not, I got to that point, that fork in the road that I know a lot of DJs have gotten to where it's like, yo, your job, your day job gets in the way of your DJing. Yeah. And I did, you know, I was like, fuck it, you know, I'm making great money DJing and I'm making what I make in a week and a night and this and that. And so I did that in San Antonio. That was the first time that I just took the, the leap. And it was just, you know, for him that he's in it, just going back to the relationships and going back to the people he knows and just solidifying you know, the next step you're going to take and being sure that that's what you want to do and that's what's going to help you and that's what's going to take you to where you want. And also, you know, taking the leap, you know, like the fear of not having that check. Because in the military, you, I, I live very reckless and, you know, knowing that you got to check no matter what on the 1st and the 15th, like spend money on dumb shit. And, 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 and you have to remember that you're coming into the real world where if you get sick, you can't go you know, on base, if you right. know, you don't have that first, you don't have the first and the 15th, you don't have all the amenities and you don't have all the accessibility. And you have to remember that now you have to chase this guy down for a check and the check, the DJ check that was just for fun. That was what you live on. Yeah. So I did that. And then when I capped in San Antonio, when I moved here, I actually, uh, I was going to school and I used a GI bill. So the GI bill, what it, what it is, is it pays for your school. And right when I moved, they had adjusted it to you get a housing allowance too because technically if you're going to school, you're not supposed to have enough time to work. Um, that's what they phrased it. So I was getting an allowance 
I forgot how much it was, but it was like pretty much enough to pay my rent and like my 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 regular bills. And I was going to school, and I also had a part time job. I I worked at Nike, so I was trying to figure it out because I was new to the city. I knew, you know, like I said, that I wasn't gonna be anytime soon. I had to network. I had to get my name across, and so you know, I hustled. I I, I was going to school. I had my job, and then I would go out at night, and I did that. Just just if you you know if you want it, you're gonna fucking do it. And I started connecting, started getting gigs, started working with Zaya, and. Same thing. I got to a point where I had to take a leap. You know, I had a part-time job making, you know, retail. I was selling shoes on the side, but you know, whatever. But I, I started to get more gigs, and 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 it was that fork in the road again, where it was like, all right, I, I'm going to school, I'm working this, or do I want to just have the time to DJ and I have free time to do even more stuff. So I dropped out. I dropped out of school. I quit my job, and you know, I, I you know, I, I, I ate shit for a few weeks, few months, and right. struggled, and you know, just busted my ass in any gig. I was driving three hours, two hours to go do a store gig in in in, in uh, Port St. Lucie, you know, for a couple hundred bucks because I wanted a DJ, you know, like. Yeah. So it's just it's you have to remember that you're stepping into the real world. You're stepping into that and, and if you want it to be your full source of income your feet have to be on the ground you have to be like you have to have a plan and then you also have to be scared to do it because if you're not scared and you think it's all going to work out it's not going to work out <laughs> right. right like like you have to just just you know do it just like everything else everybody else that has a day job you know yeah there's, and there's nothing wrong with having a day job you know like now it's the more you hustle the more you do um you know, those a lot of those guys are the ones that are chilling. You know, a lot of the big day day uh, day uh, job guys are the ones that are like, some of them are still working. You know, and and, and oh, like right now, I know right some now, of the people yeah. I know with jobs. They're like, yeah, we got they get paid yeah. health insurance, all that. A lot of right. DJs are like, oh right. shit, they're, they're like, fuck, we're not getting. You know, I'm not getting my. They might not be getting their once a month DJ gig or once a week DJ gig, but yeah. you know, they have their they have their job, and it's 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 just. You know, it's an adjustment. I joined at seventeen. Like I, if I, if you would have asked me at nineteen, I would have been like, "Yo, what is wrong with you?" But I did it, and and I'm glad that I did it at the time that I did it. But it happens with just a lot of veterans. Period. That there is a readjusting time. Yeah. You know, like you, you know, you're pampered for four years. You know, where where you don't. There's a lot of things that once you're in, you don't have to do. You don't have to worry about. Right. And, and coming in and knowing that on the first, I remember the first. First of the month that I checked in and hit, I was like, oh, fuck. Like, <laughs> I'm not in the military anymore. Like, I'm, I'm in the real shit. So right. just, just, just remember that, right? that you, you're not, you know, you have, you have another chain of command to abide to. And it's right. the DJ, DJ world, you know. Totally. That's interesting. I didn't think about all those different aspects of it. Um, all right. Let's get into a few more. And then... Uh, I'll let you go. But uh, let's see. DJ Danger Zone. We mentioned him before. Big shouts to Danger Zone and Mickey Mickey War. Um, Danger Zone said, do you feel that Miami DJs are most equipped to handle any party around the country because of the different cultures and taste in music all over Miami? And I know what he's saying. Miami is a very international city. It feels very worldly, even though you're in America, right. From right. People, for people that haven't been there. 
Yeah, and it it goes it goes back to to what we said, you know, earlier how like I learned from conflict on yep. how to how to know how to hit these pockets, you know, and it, and mind you, like you don't have to be fully knowledgeable, or you don't have to be, you know, like forty songs deep, you know, like like sometimes you play, you know, burn a boy into a drug buy and that's it, you know, and yeah. and, and just the fact that you know that is gonna satisfy people, you know. Yeah, exactly. Um, it, it really in. is, and I think I think what what a lot has to do with it is the 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 places and the format that we play. You know, at Wood Tavern, you heard everything, all genres. You know, yeah. It's it's I've 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 pushed that party to to be that for people to come in and feel comfortable to play everything and do you for the crowd in a certain environment at a certain in a certain way or whatever. So. You know, we have been playing Afrobeat for a while. You know, not not super deep cuts, but maybe sprinkling some here and there. And yeah. as the rise of of reggaeton came up, it was so easy for us to bring in these songs that we had been fucking with for for a few years now. So as it got popular, you know, we could go to Chicago and I could play the deeper Burna Boy tracks, the deeper Wizkid songs that I knew that maybe not the whole crowd knows, but if I incorporate the right edit and play it the right way at the right time into this, into that, you know, it, it works. Yeah, it works. You know, if, if and that's one thing that I've, I, I, I always try to do is just the vibe. And it goes back to like, when I listen to DJs and listen to their programming, it's like, like you can play these songs that have nothing to do with it. But if it's this sample and it goes with this and it's this edit that's funky, you know, it goes and, 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 it, and it'll work. And, and, and you've realized in Miami, you've, you know, been on the ground, you know, boots on the ground for so long, and you already know that you can do this and this and this and this. So when you're somewhere else, you dumb it down to to that environment. Like no offense, but like, it, it it's we we have those, you know. There's yeah, Vegas DJs, Vegas some Vegas DJs have it. Some every single Bay Area DJ probably has it too, you know. Um, but it's it's just being exposed. And not, I mean, now with social media, now with Twitch and everything, it's, 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 you know, you get to see these DJs playing these other kind of things and whatnot. Right. Um, which is nice. But, and that's, and I hope people carry that out. You know, that's been yeah, a tweet that, that, that I, I hope some of these, you know, nightlife is definitely changing after this and, and, and the venues that are going to be more open, open air and, and more of a, of a just lounge of a hangout place. You know, let the DJ curate and, and let it let it kind of ride, you know. Yeah, hopefully DJs have learned through this what to do in the in the different environments and not just be one lane, one gear, one yeah, you know, it's vibe. Like you don't have to play twerk remixes yeah, and exactly. Nobody needs a return of the mag uh twenty twenty twerk no, remix. I don't think so. they do. <laughs> what uh uh, DJ Scene said, "What's the best time of the year to witness influencers in the wild?" Shout oh, to Scene, he's a legend. He was the on homie, here. the man, bro. Uh, uh, the best time of year, I assume he means in Miami to witness influencers in the wild. I mean, I mean, that's some year-round shit, right? Yeah, <laughs> uh, March, March. You know, during March is usually not March, but like the spring-ish is 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 the time like when everything goes crazy. Like right. during spring in Fort Lauderdale, Sway, the venue up there, the like the big room, they're open 
30 days. They're open for a month. Wow. Every day. And they have, they have arrangements with like the certain schools that come and party, you know, and, 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 you know, when it's, what's it called, you know, university of Virginia. And like, so the MC knows like, all right, today we got university of Virginia and North Carolina and it's every night, every night, you know, that partying. So like you see the drunk college students, um, you see the people that are staying in Fort Lauderdale that are Ubering to Miami, um, <laughs> right. Winwood just packed with tourists. The Cleveland, they're packed with tourists, getting charged twenty dollars for a, you know, regular ass drink. And right, <laughs> it's it's Miami always. You know, always. always. I think you're, you're always gonna see see people. There's some really good people watching in Miami. <laughs> oh, it's the best. It's the best. I always tell people like, look, in Miami, you can kind of sit anywhere and 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 just absorb. You know. The people that are watching, like I was, I was on on A Street, like in Little Havana, and the, with one of my friends, we were just walking to the bakery. Mind you, it's still COVID and everything, but like we saw a group of kids, like random skater kids, walk by, like a, a old couple. Um, we saw a girl with a Che Guevara shirt on, which is like, that's like wearing like a Hitler shirt in Germany, like, like you don't do that in Miami, like. Like check out, like it's like wearing Fidel Castro and like it's like the most yeah it's it's really, really? bad and we saw it and I was like I didn't realize that that was that yo! bad to wear out there <laughs> yeah it's just it's pretty bad it's like it's it's just very frowned upon like because it's just Cubans are very like closed minded and and obviously that guy you know he backed up Fidel and everything so it's yeah it's it's it's, it's crazy but right. yeah but. But to see that on a Monday afternoon, like, yo, what is going on? You know, right? Isn't there, a, isn't there a pandemic? Like, isn't there yeah. a fucking pandemic? Like, that's nuts. It's wild. What um, what uh? Let's see. What else? Oh well, uh, Thando or Thon? I don't know how you say his name. Thando. Thando. Thando 1988. Yeah. He also has one of my favorite Twitter accounts. Oh, he's good. Oh my god, dude. He actually he actually stayed at my place. Um, really? I don't even know him. Cool. I think I just started following him online and yeah. like I'm like I love everything this dude says. <laughs> he he um we had followed each other online for a while. I like his then, music too. Yeah, <laughs> his music is fire. Um we had followed each other online for a while and then for Basil, I didn't think about it till late cuz my roommate had just moved out and I put it on on social media. I was like, "Yo, if you know me in person, like FYI, I'm renting out a room and he hit me up and he's like, yo, um, like, is the room still available? And I'm like, yeah, dude. And I was living at my old place and it's condo building, 22nd floor. I gave him the key. I'm like, look, come and go as you please and whatever. And, and he was supposed to stay for there for WNC too. Oh, wow. Yeah. He, but then obviously everything hit and, but, um, his question. Well, goes he, back. he, we, we already talked about it. I mean, it went back to the, tweet but you know, about, but it, let me, let me answer this. Cause another, yeah, question, please. So, somebody replied, Oh, it's actually from the blackout artist page. Um, oh, Oh, back. I haven't looked at Twitter in a minute. Let's see. Yeah. They it's replied, tweeting. they replied, no, they just replied to my scam tweet. Um, and then they said, which is super true. What they said, uh, Scam is a marketing machine. They market the brand to buyers who the partners, the book DJs, uh, they're most familiar with. If a DJ wants to stand out, they need to do a better job at marketing themselves. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's 
that was like the point of my tweet, you know, like if, if, if you don't, if you're not right. marketing yourself and you're not like, if there is no value to you, what, you know, what's going to like, how, what are they going to do for you? You know? Yeah, exactly. Oh damn. I just went on Twitter. There's a bunch more questions, but, oh, and then I see, uh, other military DJs chiming in. <laughs> oh, JQ and uh, method four one five. Nice. And then he was like, there's two of us. And then everybody, he's like, there's hundreds of us. We got a whole ass network. Yeah, I'm on, I'm on the military network. They actually have a Facebook and they have an Instagram. They're more active on Facebook. Oh, that's dope. Yeah. I didn't realize that. <laughs> wow, well, it's all good. All the all the military DJs hit that up. Yeah, there's, there's uh, just hit me up. And then if anybody has any questions, uh, feel free to hit me up. All my socials will be posted on that. So. Yeah. All right, dope. And then, oh, there's more. Even Smash the Club said since I, oh. I went on tour with Blink One Eighty Two like four years ago. For people that don't know, okay. but they're saying, uh, who could Kaz tour with? Oh, if Kaz can tour with any current band or artist, who would who would it be? Um, yeah, yeah that's a good question. <laughs> it is. Um, I don't know, current. Like I don't listen to that much current rock. Um, I listen to uh, Blink, like the stuff that they put out in like a few random groups, but. So one of the reasons why I started DJing was to be in a band. Like I grew up on like Incubus and I right. wanted to be like in a band like Incubus. I wanted to be yeah. like, DJ. yeah, me too. I wanted to be the guy scratching the band. I was right. in a few bands like that. It and, just never worked out. But I mean, and that's the thing I didn't even, I, I, I knew I sucked at scratching. I knew it wasn't going to be good, but I just wanted to be like the DJ in the band. I'm like, right. And I was like, well, he doesn't, he's not doing that much. I'm like, I know I can, by the time I get in, I might be able to do a few scratches, but yeah, I wanted to be in, and you know, I grew up in a lot of, with a lot of pop punk and new metal and all that stuff. And I mean, I don't know. I would, I would want to go, I would want to tour with like a band that has like a crazy following or like some wild, like crazy fans. And, yeah. but I don't know, but, but after listening to like the podcast of like what you said, I'm kind of, I'm kind of scared, you know, it's like, <laughs> Like I've heard you talk about it, so it's like, damn, like they're not there to <laughs> no, see. No, it you. was the best. Yeah, it's true, but it's just <laughs> like anything else—a learning experience. You just jump into it, and yeah. you end up getting a lot of great. I mean, I mean, I would, I would, I would happily relive that a million times over. It was the best, best experience. Probably like Fall Out Boy. I think Fall Out Boy yes. would be like a band, and I know Crestwell Cres toured with them, and um, yeah, he toured they with them with, with Jaden. Oh, okay. And they went on tour. Oh, Crespo. Yeah. Shout out to Crespo. Yeah. I got to get him on here too sometime. Uh, he, um, yeah, he, and then they, you're right. But, and then Wiz Khalifa too or something, right? Or it was like, there was some tour with Fall Out Boy and a rap group. I remember. Yeah. yeah the I one he know. did, the, the one he did was Fall Out Boy and I think Jaden opened. Right. Jaden Smith. Jaden Smith. Yeah. So what, uh, let's get into a couple more. Oh, well, Joe Maz, shout to Joe Maz. He said, uh, when do I get an edit pack? <laughs> I haven't, I haven't put anything out. Um, I put one out like in the beginning of, of COVID, but, uh, DJs, if you're listening to me, um, if you DM me on Instagram at DJ KA five, I will send you the edit pack. I'll send you everything that I've done. Um, and like I said, it's, it's old stuff, new stuff, um, stuff that, that I've used throughout the years, it's little tools and whatnot. Um, just feel free to DM me and I will, I will get it to you. Um, and any questions and all that, but if anything, just tweet me or at me and I have the, my, my mail, my mail sign up thing. Oh, and yeah. I'll, 
yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll be sending something out soon. I've just had, I've been working on all other kind of uh, aspects of DJing except for that. <laughs> right. But the thing is that I make, I make most of my edits when I'm DJing live because I'll play like an A bar or I play a certain song and after I play it, I'm like, damn, like I didn't like that or I, I should have played this part or this verse should have been this. And you know, when you're like rearranging stuff and I always have my notes up on my computer too. So like, oh, I'll be good. like, I'll be like, Oh, well, then you Megan the Stanley. Nah, you know what? Uh, short edit and this, I, I write everything down now, like short edit, this, this, or make that, that, or, and then I go home and I play it. And the next time I go out and play or, or I test it at home or whatever. And, and I already know. So now that I'm not really playing, I'm like, uh, like, you know, I don't want to yeah. make shit to make shit. I don't want to make shit of the new. Right. Like, well, people are playing on the streams, but I feel you. It's a lot of older or it has yeah. a reason behind it. Well, yeah. it's coming, Joe. <laughs> yeah. I'll, um, I'll, I'll right. send them out soon. What? Uh, let's see. Let's get a couple more and then uh, go go get some food or something. Let's see. Um, oh, talking about food. Yo, Yoli and Dope It's Domino. Favorite place in Miami to eat. You definitely Oof. took me to a lot of good places. I mean, um, got to shout La Sandwichery. I don't know if it's favorite. But. Yeah. So, so Sandwichery is like... You can't miss Sandwichery. Oh, you, you cannot so miss. Good, so good. Been around forever. Um, the one, it's funny because the one on South Beach. There's one on South Beach. Now there's like a whole bunch. But yeah, the sauce. Make sure that the fucking sauce. Was it with you? Yeah. No, no. I went. I think I took Danger Zone and they didn't put sauce in this shit. And I was so mad. Oh no, no, that wasn't me. We were for sure. We were asking for the sauce. Yeah. We were getting extra bottles. Yeah, <laughs> like like they they packaged it, but they didn't put sauce on it. And I was like, yo. That oh, spot no. is good. Um, there's a Nicaraguan spot called Guayacan, and I oh. take everybody there. I uh, like, and it's sit down. It's it's because the, the regular Nika food is like it's called um, fritanga, but that's that's like common. Like you get it to go in a plastic container, mm-hmm. but this is like sit down restaurant, and um, I take people there all the time. And then another one of my favorites is where I took you, uh, Suviche. Yeah, so good. That place. Suviche, um, Dazzler loves that shit. Like a lot of the DJs that I've taken there love that shit. And it's it's mind blowing because it's ceviche and sushi. So there's like, you know, sushi rolls. There's like, it's Peruvian. So there's like Asian infused. There's like crazy, crazy stuff. Um, there's like a risotto. There's like a Spanish rice risotto. There's all this stuff and it's, it has options. Yeah. So I like to I like to take people there that are maybe on the fence about something or they don't like this or they don't like that. Um, the Chimmy Chimmy truck I, I think I took fighter tech there and that's the Dominican burger sandwich. That's another Sounds truck. Cool. It just depends. Everything. I mean, it's the, the Cas food tour right here. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I I try to take I always try to take people to different places. Like, depends how many times they've been to Miami because right. Um, it's so funny, like the DJs that used to come to Miami a lot, like to the beach, are always like, um, "What's this place called? Puerto Sawa?" Oh yeah, everybody's like, "Oh, Puerto Sawa, Puerto Sawa," and I'm like, "No," I'm like, "That's like <laughs> that's like going to like Gino's and 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 right. and, and Pat's." And yeah, it's look, like it's the good. standard mainstream, like good to do once, but let's go find the other spot. Yeah, I always tell people, look, it's good. Like the food, the yeah. food is good, but it's not like amazing, and like the options here are are insane. So I know, insane. 
I know. Just, Fran, I uh, when I was there before, Francisco took me to some good places to eat. He also tweeted yeah. us how much do we miss hanging out with him. So shout to him. Mm. <laughs> out to the homie, yeah. Um, what uh, DJ Niche said? How do you deal with people requesting songs during your set? Oh, he he knows me, and he that's why he asked. <laughs> okay. Um, at Wood, I mean, you saw the sign. There's a big sign that says "No Request." And, I love that sign and everything. And people still people see it as like a as a as a as a target or like. You know, like the, the, I, I posted it on my story the other day and it was from like a year ago, some girl coming up to me and like, like saying that she was friends with so-and-so. So I'm like recording her. I'm like, you're telling me to do what? And I, and she's like covering her face. Like she was already like Karen, pre-Karen, like, <laughs> and she's like, no, leave me alone. Blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, no, you're telling me what to do and whatnot. Yeah, um, exactly. So I, I, I'm very big on like character and like, um, What's the word I'm looking for? Like, like people, just how they come up. Yeah. Like body, body movement and like, like just if their attitude or something. Attitude. Like if a person comes up and they're being like, they just come up at nice and they respect your space. That's, I'm huge on that. Like respect my space, respect what I'm doing, respect that I'm working. And if they come up to me and they're nice and they're like, Hey, can you play? And it's something I'm going to already play. I'm like, yeah, I got you. And I'll, you know, my, I might scoot it down into my mental playlist to, to, be, to be played sooner. Yeah. Um, and it's just the attitude because, you know, I've, I've had people just come up to me and be like, hey, and I'm like, hold on. Like, when they come back attacking, like <laughs> I'm just like, stop. And I, I, I might not even be doing anything or mixing or anything. Right. And I'm just like, yo. And then I purposely just go on my laptop and ignore them. And I'm just like, uh, and I'm like, I do my job and I'm like, Oh, what's up? Like, like it's just depends on the attitude. Like a lot of people say I'm a dick or at wood, there's a big ass sign, big ass sign. So like, if you're coming up to me, like I'm going to tell you, yo, I'll, I'll, I'll get on the mic. Like at wood, I get on the mic a lot. And, and a lot of people know me for that. So I'll just get on the mic and I'll be like, yo, excuse me can you read the sign for me right here? <laughs> or I'll just, I'll just make them feel like a dick. Cause it's not like it's, it's not like it's like a, a sticker that's on the glass. It's a sign for people that don't know. It's a sign that's almost two feet long. It's like two by one foot. And it says, uh, no request DJ working or something like, right. Obvious to not like, and it's bright and it's in front of you. And if you're coming up to the leader, you're going to see it. <laughs> I like that. Can you read this for me? <laughs> right. So I'll just, I'll just be very condescending at the fact that you're missing the fucking sign. Like right here. Like, yo, <laughs> like, like you see that, like, but if it's somewhere that I'm DJing and, and when I'm out of town, like, and I'm also at wood, if it's somewhere that I don't know the environment, I'm obviously more respectful of yeah. the venue and everything and all that. Right. But to me, it's all about the attitude, like people's attitude, like come up to me and, 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 and be cool and I'll be cool to you. And if it works, it works. And if you kind of come off as demanding and there's no money involved, like, and then this is another thing that I'll do. Let's say they come up and it's like, you know, and then you grab the, the, the dollar and then you're like, you're like oh, it's, oh, yeah, it's a five. <laughs> like, okay. So then what I'll do is no, they can give me a hundred. It can be a thousand dollar bill uh, and I'll, I'll be like, all right, cool. And I'll put it on my laptop or I, I put it where it's visible until I play the song. Right. And then when I play the song, I'm like, 
All right. Well, thank you. Goes in my pocket. Cashed in. Because, like, I don't like to take tips, and I always make it like, oh, all right, cool, whatever. And I just, I'll put it on top of my laptop, and I'll keep doing me and whatever. And then once I play it, you know, it goes in my pocket because yeah. I don't, I don't ever want to be like, like, like fucking Pinocchio on the strings where people are like, of course but not. I gave you this, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, cool, I'll give you your money back. I don't need your five bucks, 20 yeah. bucks, 100 bucks. Like, I've, I've done the same so many times. Like, take it back. It's not yeah, worth man. my time. I'm getting worth... paid right now to yeah. DJ. So I appreciate it. But I'm paying you to get away from me. Yeah, exactly. I've given you, you know, back. like, like I'm, I'm putting money back in your pocket so you can leave me the fuck alone. Yeah, I know. Um, so, all right, two more questions from the internet, and then I want you to give a message to the up-and-coming DJs or everyone out there. But uh, let's see. DJ Super Tylee, I think that's how you say his name. He's definitely been supporting since the beginning. Shout to you. Sorry, I can't say your name. But uh, I think he's out in Finland or something. He said, if you had to choose one genre of music to DJ for one year, what would it be? Ooh. Only one. Damn, that's hard. I know. That's very hard. <laughs> um so hard especially for people know, like yeah. you and me I know. I went to, i'm like when people ask me i'm like my brain just explodes yeah, so like, yeah. um you know what i would have to say rock music all right because that's rock, the answer <laughs> yeah rock rock because it's like there's many different genres and yeah. and i started i was gonna say salsa i was actually gonna say salsa because i i used to play at a venue and lately i've been playing a lot more salsa at some of the lounges and the spots that I do, mm-hmm. um, some older people go and and in, in Miami, like you play salsa anywhere at any time, and it's it's a like crowd, like the crowd's gonna react. Like at Wood, you know, I, right? I might have done it, and, and you're playing hip hop, and you go into the salsa record, and people will just like start dancing. It's definitely so, more universal than rock for dancing, yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah. So, like salsa, and then at this, I used to play in this lounge back in the day. And this is before I got like, I have a lot of edits now and quantized shit, but I learned how to play like live salsa oh, and wow. like records that are like not quantized, you know, like when you're just moving the record and everything. And, and that's when I was doing also those loops where I would set a marker and be like, all right, at two minute 30, I have this loop mix. I have this loop set. So let me turn it on. So when I have the next song coming in, I mix in the loop in, into that loop or whatever. Right. And that made me fall in love with DJing like all over again because it was like I'm on Serato, but I'm like having to physically DJ and like and mix and like the whole like moving the record and like adjusting the song to this. Like that's why I love playing salsa music, like because it's so real, you know. It's so and same thing with rock, like you know they're not quantized. They're the swing of instruments and the swing of this. You feel challenged to like keep it good, you know, and like keep yeah. it. So I enjoy that the most. Like, so it would definitely be either salsa or rock, you know. Good choice. Um, all right, last one. This refers to something you tweeted that a lot of DJs talked about. But uh, Thad Fu says, "How does it feel to be a trendsetter with the three fourths echo?" Because <laughs> mm. you had tweeted before, "Who uses the three fourth option uh, on the yo, S9?" I got, I, got, I got slaughtered. I got, <laughs> and like, everybody was like, "I do, I do this that." Oh, if you're a house music producer, this that. There were so many people that were like, "Yo, like, like." What, like what, what is wrong with you or you don't oh you don't know how to dj this, this right. the only times so all right let's break this down on the on the three-quarter echo i would use it 
like big room on the 900 when you're going down like from a hundred from one one to like three quarters to half on those like edm buildups you know like you're like you're fucking twist knobbing the fuck out of the mixer and you would hit the three quarters that's the only time that was the only time i would ever use it but like people were like oh on dance hall and then you, when you hit when you hit it on the snare and on dance hall like when you hit it on the snare like right before the end and there's certain times that it does work but I've had so many times where like I've hit it and I'm just like doo, 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 doo. you're like you're, you're like the boom 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 and you're just like why would I want this when I'm playing a hundred BPM record like what like so I when I tweeted that people went off and they're like <laughs> I you know? saw I remember like Flipside was like like what is wrong with you like have you ever even touched a record like some like <laughs> super Flipside remark you know like um. <laughs> And I know it was funny, and, and it's stuff like that that literally made me, you know, like let me keep tweeting shit like that. Let me let me keep pushing the boundaries, and and I like to create a dialogue within DJs too, you know. And, and yeah, and the Twitter community of DJs is very tight, and you know, like we all talk to each other amongst each other, and and it's things that I I like to to kind of just get to know people too, you know. So. Like the three quarters thing was, I was just being honest. I was like, "Yo, right. who uses this shit?" And people were just, "That's so Burr. funny." So, but I mean, that's and I, I still get tagged on on stuff like that. But again, you know, <laughs> I, I, just, I, I always think about it now. Every time I see it, I just think about you. When I see the three quarters thing, I'm like, yeah. every yeah. even when I use it, I'm like, oh. So I'm it, like I'm like proving to you in my mind that it people use it when I use it alone in my room. I'm like, oh, see this fool. I'm using it. So funny, dude. But it's it's you know, and it's goes it goes to show that like yo, that tweet associated me with that and yeah, like like people remember that and they know me for that shit. And and it's it's all it all works. I'm gonna make I think I'm gonna make the shirt next time (laughs) that I go outside with the the just a little square from the the s9 on three quarters like the little design of three quarters <laughs> definitely you should make that a twitch emote uh, when you get oh, your yeah. show cracking that could be one of your Cracks. little symbols um dope well uh let's get out of here but before we go do you have any like words for up-and-coming djs or just all the djs out there right now like what's something they should know um, and keep in mind stay positive and the, the most important thing I can tell you right now to DJs is this. And I thought about this. You became a DJ to DJ, to play music, to do what you do. And like, none of us was ever like, yo, I want to be a DJ because I want to do that the rest of my life. Like, you know, if you've been doing this for 10 years, 12 years, five years, six years, 20 years, like you figured out a way to do what you do and get paid for it. You hustled into clubs, into venues, into this, into that, throughout time against the grain, against the flow, and you did it. You did that. So when things open back up, you can do it again. Like, it's easy. It's not going to be easy. It might be easy. It might might not be easy. (laughs) Things might change. But you did it. You hustled once. You did it one time, and you could do it again. So if you feel unmotivated, if, if you feel down, if you feel this, like, do what you got to do in the meantime. Work your way around things. Like, don't be scared to get a job. Don't be scared to do things. And, and like, if you really want it, you will find a way to hustle and, and make it work. Because I think that this is going to step a lot of people back 
if you didn't have those relationships with certain people, if you weren't doing the things that you were doing before, this can also be a clean slate and just kind of approach everything the right way. You know, work on yourself during all this and find ways to, to, to better yourself and better your career, you know? So, yeah. cause I've, I've been, I've, you know, I've, I've had days where I don't want to get up and there's days that, you know, that I'm quarantined and, 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 and I, I don't want to do shit, but then my body tells me, cause I've set routines to work out, to do this, to make tea and this and that, that my body's like, why aren't you doing this? So there are things that, you know, like I'm saying there's days that I don't want to do it, but I do it. And, yeah. and, and the more you sit around, the more you complain, the more you pout, the more you're going to hurt yourself, turn off your phone, go outside without your phone for like 10 minutes. You know, don't let social media, don't let the media, the news, all that get to your head. Work on yourself and, 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 and just be prepared for what's to come, you know, when things do open. If it's a week, a month, a year, you know, just, just you did it once, you can do it again. Yeah, Dio, I think that is like really important. All that stuff you said, it's super true. And even if some of it sounds like something people might already know or common sense, like it's not, it's really all those things you said, even the simple things, turn your phone off, different things. All of that is true and and people should, you know, take it into account. Um, right, because everything consumes, you know, like the news yeah. consumes you being around the same five, ten people in your house might consume you. You know, yes. take care of yourself, walk outside, you know, like, like, don't be, you know, we all wake up and we're like on our phone for fucking 20 minutes, checking everything. Like, maybe don't do that. Maybe, you know, go outside and stretch. Like, there's yeah. different things that, that I try to do. You know, I try to work out. I try to be outside and get sunlight for at least an hour of, of my day, you know, and it's, it's, it helps me and it gets me out of a funk. So, yeah, I think that's great. Yo, you're a wise dude. You're a dope Thank DJ. You. I really, really appreciate having you on the podcast you, and all your insight. Hopefully, we can hang in one of these cities together in person soon. soon. <laughs> but uh, DJ Kaz, oh, where can people find you? It's at DJ KA5 on everything. Yes. On Instagram, for some reason, there's a guy on Twitter that has like one follower. Uh, on, on Twitter, it's under DJ underscore KA5. Okay. But um, my site, DJ cast djka5.com is a landing site um, and that has links to everything and it has a link to subscribe to my edits and it has a link to all my socials so it's Boom. it's a link tree before link tree existed well go follow him you will not regret it uh, from his funny tweets to his dope edits and DJ routines and all the stuff he has coming up that we couldn't even announce here gotta follow him to find out DJ Kaz Killer Kaz thank you so much for being on the 20 podcast thank you brother yes I will talk to you soon alright hey everybody the 20 podcast is produced by beat source join us next week for more interviews as we discuss music that matters to djs peace and that was the 20 with dj spider